You all right, buddy? (laughs) Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how. I'm very excited right now. (laughs) My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly. Hello. Matt Polly. Hey there. Cannot believe you, not, you can't the believe it, really. Pastors Podcast. You cannot believe it. Well, this is an unreal episode. This is the episode yeah. that never should have happened. Yeah. Because uh, it's all downhill from here. Yep. Um, so, announcements. Uh, bracket, you have one day to sign up for Bracket Challenge at gloriouspastors.com slash NCAA to get uh, a copy of Richard Rohr's book. Um, Universal Christ. Universal Christ. Well, I was trying to list off the other books as oh, okay. well. So um, there's five books. There's five books. Inglorioupastors.com. It's, it's a good haul. It's a good haul. Those of you sure. listening to this the day within 24 hours of it coming out, um, you have a shot. Uh, vote for your favorite hashtag at Inglorioupastors.com/vote. Uh, third year anniversary is this motherfucking weekend. Yeah, it is. So it's coming up. Uh, RSVP. Uh, I mean, doesn't matter. This is a this train ain't stopping. So, <laughs> yeah. um, at this point, come nobody hell or shit. high water. Yeah, nobody there, gives a shit. So, come is, or don't if, come. if you are planning on coming, there's a closed Facebook group. Uh, you can join. Um, to it's make just plans to make plans for meetups and stuff like that. If that's if that's your thing, there's there's many going um, on Saturday. Yeah, there's there's uh, lunches, brunches, runs. runs, 5K race for the cure, fun <laughs> run. I nope, don't think no, that's, there's not. Nope, don't think so. Um, and uh, yeah, so without uh, further ado, let's get into this. Yeah. Hey, 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 what are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if we're gonna get through this, we're gonna get Can you not? That was hey, at Really? Says so the guy that bangs on his microphone every week when we do the intro? I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we drinking? Um, well, during the interview, uh, I had Henry McKenna ten year bourbon. Oh, so good. Just, I had the other thing. I, I don't know yeah, I cannot I believe how good that bourbon is for thirty five dollars. It's un- like, I know. Yeah, I know. No it's crazy. way that should be as good. It's as crazy. It is. It's insane. Um, and then Michael and I had from Founders. Um, Founders. Sponsored by uh, Bojangles Appalachia. Oh, did he bring, he Appalachia. Didn't bring this to us? No, no but, but he loves it so much that he might as well be a sponsor. Yeah. Um, That's all Senior Hop Slam drinks as yeah. uh, founder. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's called mm. Blushing Monk. Oh, it's, it's fitting for the episode. That's <laughs> true. It kind of is, yeah. Uh, Blushing Monk, it's a... Make the label more unreadable. A Belgian-style ale fermented with... Pure raspberries. It's basically so like a framboise. It's a framboise, yeah. yeah. And it really is basically hello. that. Hello, hello. Hello, governor. <laughs> the Pele of anal. Um, wow. Really? It's it's really it's hey, we're from gonna, Archer. We're gonna, hey, we're going to try and be less vulgar yeah, right? on this episode. This is Matt no, talking. You guys yeah. agreed. You didn't even agree to that. Talk. You didn't even agree to that. Good Lord. Anyway. Um, and then we're having currently from um, our not yet sponsor Taxman Brewing Company. Taxman sponsor us. We need beer. For the uh, beer de champagne. Yeah, champagne ale. It's good. Yeah, it's champagne and ale basically. It's, uh, it has like a, a citrus, note orange to it. juice backbone yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Yeah, well, that would be the tropical fruits and grape must. Oh, yes, indeed. We should have saved this for brunch. It is. The, it is. It, a very it's a very brunchy. brunchy beer, yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's the. It's the great must that really puts it over the top. I think so. That's what puts me over the top. <laughs> so, Sylvester Stallone in his movie about arm over wrestling. The top. 
<laughs> went over the top reference. Wait, yeah. wasn't that No Holds Barred? No, no it's over the no, top. What was top. No Holds Barred? Did that have Hulk Hogan in it too? Wasn't? Isn't it funny that he was a trucker in that movie, <laughs> and somehow he's ripped? Like the truckers don't. We're oh truck. yeah, it is Hulk Hogan. We're in truck stops all the time. Never seen one that's in shape. Never seen a ripped <laughs> trucker. No ring, no ref, no rules. Yep, it's Hulk Hogan. All right. Wait, in No Holds Barred or mm-hmm. Over the Top? Was no he in Over barred. the Top too? Mm, I don't think he was. I think you're confusing him with Mr. T, and that was really cool. Wait, was Mr. T in Over the Top? Man, that's Rocky Four. Sylvester no, Stallone. No, that's Rocky Three. He's in Rocky Three. No, Rocky. Wait. Rocky. Mr. T and Rocky Three, yes, 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 yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Boy, this is good. This yeah. is good radio. Um, no, he's not. It doesn't appear to be an over the top. Okay. Yeah. Is Mr. T an over the top? No, no. Right. Doesn't look like it. So it's just Sylvester Stallone fighting people. Robert yeah. Loggia. No arm is. wrestling. It's different. Okay. Well, it's it's fighting. Robert Loggia. Different kind of fighting. <laughs> Robert Loggia. What's he in? <laughs> over the top. Over I know that, that name. Is it, at least does it have a picture? <laughs> what was the over that the guy? top theme theme song? Oh yeah, that guy. Oh him! He played in. Oh. Uh, he's played in all kinds of crap. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he's in Scarface. Yeah, <laughs> he's. If there's a movie about Italians, he's probably in. Well, it. that's not about Italians or Cubans so much, or something. Anyway, yeah. Christopher Maloney is just screaming. Scarface at his right is now. like my that that is my guilty pleasure movie. Like <laughs> Al Pacino is just ridiculous in that movie. He's just over the top, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I can't get enough of yep. it. If it's on TV, I stop. Yeah. So my hip hop album comes out next week. <laughs> uh, this round is on the Pastor's Pub. Uh, if Wait, like what? To... If you ever, did you ever watch MTV Cribs? Yeah, every rapper had a picture of Scarface yeah. on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Right. every single one of them. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> this is where the magic is. That's right. <laughs> I need. It's a heart Say hello bed. to my little friend. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. You'll be shocked to know that... I need uh, a mentor. How about Scarface? Yeah, that works. <laughs> Who's the guy from the, the Fire I can't imagine festival? why all rappers after their careers over are broke. The guy from the Fire Festival, what's his name? Oh, which one? Uh, uh, the, the, yeah, the uh, ja Rule. Ja Rule. <laughs> I think he did uh, uh, MTV Cribs. Yeah. Yeah. It was... it. it uh, from what <laughs> I understand, he rented a house for it. Did you see when he was in... Was it for the uh, NBA All-Star game this year? I don't know. Nobody Where he cared. was performing yeah. at halftime? No. Is he still a thing? Dude, no. He's clearly not because he was like trying to get the crowd hyped. Nothing. I mean, nothing. That's like a at, nightmare, At man. one point... Yeah, you could... At one point, he's like, let's go, Milwaukee. Let's get up. Nothing. Nobody got I up. mean, nothing. It was worse. It was almost more cringeworthy than the Jeb Bush please clap oh, thing. God. It was <laughs> that level of like embarrassing, but in front of tens of thousands of you people. You want to watch a presidential uh, presidential uh, campaign uh, die it or was a terrible. rapper's career die? That's how it happens. Whatever happened to Ashante? <laughs> Ashanti? Yeah. Didn't she die in a plane no, crash? No, who could. was that? That was Aaliyah. Aaliyah. That's right. right. Jesus Christ. Move on. <laughs> We've had Ashante refer- Ashanti references. We've had Ja Rule references. 
over the top. Over the top, Reverend. We're no on, holds barred. We're, we're on one. We're, we are on one. <laughs> <laughs> this when the adrenaline flows. This is what happens. Uh, so this round is on the Pastors Pub. Thanks, if you'd guys. like to Thank buy you. us a round, head on over to patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Cheers. Um, Cheers. If, uh, you can get access to our spinoff <laughs> podcasts uh, and access to the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about, talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Things discussed in, in the, the pub. pub this week. Uh, we have a new mindfulness subgroup. Yeah, which, yeah get uh, in there. Super pumped about that. Yep. Yeah, Steve Austin's um, in there, so that'll be ruined. Yeah, he's already made his he jokes. Definitely ruined it already. <laughs> yep. um, he definitely made his presence. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people talking about Queer Eye, uh, season three dropping. Man, I got to watch that show. So, I, I, I watched so a few good. episodes. It's really good. It's really good. I feel like uh, if I had streaming at home, streaming video at home, I, I would have been caught up on it, but I don't. So. It's a it's a tearjerker for sure. Yeah, I've heard. So, uh, lots of wrestling chatter. The New Japan wrestling, and there's some midget wrestling talk in there. So yeah, I, is the word midget still around? Like I, it, it, it's uh, it's, uh, and I say midget wrestling because that's, that's what they call what the it. flyer says. Um, yeah, like nope, nope, it doesn't feel right. Sure, doesn't feel right. It definitely it. doesn't. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Uh, <laughs> I knew that would come in handy. Speaking, you've been sitting on that one for a while. I have. I've only used it like one time ever, and it's been on my main board. Um, we, uh, we do have a, a wrestling subgroup uh, as well. The why, why do we have a wrestling hey, Because Billy exists. But here, here's That's the thing. fucking why we do, because Billy exists. We have a lot of subgroups. Some are, yes. are, are not as active as the other one. The wrestling, while uh, small in numbers, they are chit-chatting on there quite a bit. What's there to talk about? What is there to talk New about? Matches. Literally fake. All the drama. All of it's fake. Don't sh- Billy. Don't well, tell they Billy. Don't care. It, it's all about the drama of the WWE. It it's is all going everybody. On. Drama. It's all scripted crap. No, I'm behind the scenes. But that's oh, what it is. God. It's drama. It's basically dramatic television, essentially. Yeah. <sighs> Come at me, Billy. I yeah. I will fight all day long on this. Uh, also discussed in the pub this week, depression. So yeah. a lot of a lot of bouts of depression around the table this week. It's just a, yeah, I had a, been been man, great. I had a couple days. It was man, yeah, I, like, know. I had the, you had the day, and then I had the next day. Out yeah. of literally I had, nowhere, I, I, I was the like, same way with you, dude. I was just ready to. And then I caught it from you guys. I mean, it was really, <laughs> it was really weird. Like I will just, I mean, I'll, I have no problem talking about my depression and anxiety. I'm not ashamed of no. it. Like. It's Holy crap. Mercury's in retrograde, bro. I, no, it's not. Like I, I just my, Mercury has nothing to do with anything that's happening on this earth. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> no, Spoiler alert. Never know. Nor does the moon. So what about, your, what about Uranus? I yeah. <laughs> Uranus is in I've retrograde. Shepherd, I've had have I've had shepherd's pie for three days in a row. So <laughs> oh my god! My anus. You're about to make it. My shepherd's anus pie. is in re- retrograde. <laughs> my re- my anus is in prolapse. <laughs> <laughs> well there it is um, we finally got around so, to it oh yeah man like I, I i don't know what there was nothing that caused it no it, it, it that's the thing nothing does cause it. i we had on saturday night um was it saturday yeah saturday night i didn't have to i well i didn't have to work saturday i mean i was yeah. supposed, i was on a call but didn't get called out Same. anyway yeah, I was only on the work Saturday. But so <laughs> that's the first. Well, but here's the thing. So, jeez. Oh, now sat down <laughs> in the evening with with Mandy and the boys, and we watched Ralph breaks the internet. Great movie. I first love one, Ralph. second one. I haven't seen second that one. one. It's Ralph okay. breaks the internet. There's Wreck It Ralph, the and then Ralph breaks the uh, internet. I haven't seen the second seen one. It's great. What's it on Netflix? Uh, no, we have it on DVD on Blu-ray. Uh, but like, 
it's a, it was great. We had a great time. We sat around. We ate popcorn. We enjoyed the movie. We like in literally fifteen minutes after that was over, I crashed. Yeah, like I know for no I know reason whatsoever. Yep. Like and all and then a good chunk of the day Sunday I was the same way. Yep. Like yep. It, I, and then all of a sudden I was fine. Just snapped right out of I it. Know. So man, so anybody that struggles with it, you're not alone. Like no, it. It, it was just some weird chemical something, yep. and I don't know what I, it was. I like, was the same way at almost the same time that yeah. you, you were de- describing. Yeah, weird just stuff. Hit, hit yeah, hard. I, I crashed. I crashed the other night for some reason for about three hours, probably yeah. three or four hours. And again, and you know, you know, Bethany talked about this. She's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like nothing. I know everything. Maybe, something. I nothing. Know. <laughs> Who knows? Who fucking knows? Maybe like, like, what did something happen? No, I'm like, no, nothing. Like, I don't. I got like mega angry and mega depressed for no reason yeah like i was literally i went to the grocery store to get a few things on saturday night because we were making shepherd's pie for saint patrick's day Mm -hmm. and so i went and got got groceries i was literally walking around the grocery store choking back tears Mm -hmm. i mean like and i had like a lump in my throat like yeah i ended up with a bad headache because Mm -hmm. i was keeping it in like it was bad yeah and then i was just fine so you know it just solidarity to anybody out there yeah. it happens so it does. You're, you're not alone uh also discussed in the pastor's pub parenting talk there's a lot of talk a lot of a lot of parents going through some mm-hmm. shit with their kids spoiler alert a um, couple of a, a really good parenting gym in this uh, upcoming interview yeah yeah <laughs> yeah man god dude so it's good, almost like man. a throw-off comment i know it's, it's just so good you so, just you just so take good. it, you wrap it up, you put it in your pocket, yeah, and it's it's just a it, yeah. Are yeah. we are, are we doing fat bastards? Oh yeah, we do. We have okay. the. Oh, what are these? The oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Boy, these will go great with the beer. Oh, it's in my eye. You touched your eye? You idiot. You freaking moron. You idiot. No, I went with my knuckle. It wasn't in my... Matt touched the flaming hot dill picker. Pickle. Picker. Flaming dill picker. Kelly Pickler. Flaming dill Kelly Pickler. Oh, it's burning. Matt rubbed his eye after touching the chips. Wow. You gonna be all right, buddy? I don't know. All right. Yeah, these are the uh, so we tried those whatever those garbage ones were last yeah, week. The, the beer, beer cheese is not great. No, they're boring. Yeah, they were pretty. Tastes boring. like a cheese chip, basically. Yeah, but like not even a good one. No, these right. are the flaming hot dill pickle. Mmm, that hurt your eye. Those are freaking good. Oh, there it is. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, those are hot. Those are they're warm. Yeah, it'll build on you a little bit. But they do. There's a little bit. It's not overly pickle, which is good. Yeah, but it's good pickle. Mm-hmm. Those are those, those are bad. damn good. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, that's it. The heat, <clears throat> the heat turns up. It's building. Mm. All right, get those away from me. Yeah, before I you eat the whole bag. Mm. Damn, I'm giving those like a four and a half, man. Those are. Yeah, I give them four and a half. Kelly I'll give picklers. It a four. Can I go wash my hands mm. so I don't rub my eye? I'll give it four Kelly picklers. I'll be back in a minute. All right. Oh, Ooh. God, my fucking eye. Oh. Those are hot. Yeah, those are warm. The more oh, you eat, man. the hotter they get, for sure. Same. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. No. 
<laughs> Man. <clears throat> yeah, those are warm. Those are, <laughs> those, those, are those are definitely toasty. Those are pretty hot. Yeah. Mm. I'll be eating those tomorrow. Boy. And shitting in a ditch probably. Yeah, those are uh, those, those are, are warm. continuing <laughs> yeah. to build. Yeah. Those are a lot hotter. Anytime they say flame and hot, I'm like, eh, nah, whatever. Yeah, we'll but those are. I feel like my like it's peeling off my stomach. Yeah. Lighting. Like there's some weird chemically like. Well, I'm sure it is. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. My eyes still burning, by the way. Well, you can burn a hole in your esophagus. Yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. Whatever. You plow think through this. Toast is hot. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your beers. We're headed into the news feed. All right, Stephanie Rice, rice and beans. <laughs> we do we do this every time. All right, Stephanie, cheese and rice, cheese and rice. I had some pintos and red beans and Stephanie Rice. Pintos and cheese at Taco Bell not too long ago. Yesterday, mm, that's a good idea. I think, or the day before. That's not a great idea. <clears throat> My left bad. eye is literally on fire. The entire it's, thing. It's watering. Yeah, <laughs> it hurts. Like under the lid, like the lid. Like I got habanero in my eye in high school once. <sighs> that was n- no fun. No. Yeah. Um. So she sends us a local to her uh, news oh, item. All right. So Dayton man um, was <laughs> a man was arrested. Doesn't have quite the same ring. No, it doesn't. As Florida man, a man was arrested early Wednesday after he allegedly threw a. Who's down here? Just want to make sure it's Jeff Taco's here. Hey, Jeff, you want to come say hi? Come here. Come here and tell people what your day was like. Jeff Taco. What you you doing, buddy? Okay, you need to go upstairs. (laughs) All right, get your cats. He's getting all of his cats. All right, all 300 of them. Night, Jeff. Jeff likes likes cats. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what he said. He's got a cat in his mouth. Steve Holt. Jeff Taco. Jeff, Jeff Taco. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Jeff Taco. We're being corrected here. See you, buddy. All right. What do you got? Bye, Hefe. All right. Um, Florida man. No, uh, you said Dayton, Dayton man. Dayton man. Uh, man was arrested early Wednesday after he allegedly threw a sex toy at a St. Vincent de Paul Center guard. Um, this is a, a police officer he, he threw it at. Um, he, Hopefully it was washed. He chased. Wait, arre- can you read that again? A man was arrested early Wednesday after he allegedly threw a sex toy at a St. Vincent de Paul Center guard. Uh, he chased a resident down a hallway with butcher knives and taunted the police. Yikes. Clearly um, a stable individual. Samuel Lowell, Lowe of, um, he's 51. Is that Curtis's dad? Uh, <laughs> Sean Lowe? No, Curtis Lowe. It's a, it's a Leonard Skinner Leonard song. Skinner. You wouldn't no, know. No. Don't worry about it. Rob? No. Nope. Rob's the Ballad brother? of Curtis Lowe. Not Rob. Rob's brother? Nope. No. Not Rob's brother. Nope. Um, he was arrested. Love his hardware store, though. Suspicion. Of <laughs> it's Lowell's. Oh. <laughs> Gotta go down to Lowell's and as, get me as, some as some mama, as Mamaw calls it. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, he was arrested on a suspicion. When he had a fifth of wine, it's a great song. Did not have a care. Wow, that's really loud. It is really loud. Right. It's one of the best Skinner songs. Yeah. Um. 
Anyway, he was arrested on suspicion of aggravated menacing and booked into the Montgom- <laughs> Mac- M- Montgomery. <laughs> aggravated menacing. <laughs> Montgomery it's the name of my new metal album. As opposed to non-aggravated <laughs> menacing. It's my new metal album. Wednesday night, he was no longer an inmate. So, uh, police were called at 2.20 a.m. Wednesday. Wow. So you can throw dick toys at So like, in other uh, words, he was like completely either drunk or stoned. Yeah. Yeah. The front desk security. Did they say what the sex toy was? Uh, I'm, let me. Uh, Do you not we'll read I, this I, beforehand? No. Or? When would I ever read a newsfeed? That's beforehand? a good point. I take that back. <laughs> That's called prep. I. I. I, I uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I prepped for two hours today. Eat a dick. Um, well, some of us work. So. So barely. <laughs> call that working. <laughs> what, my 11-hour day? Yeah, I do uh, call that working. Could have done it in 10. <laughs> yeah, but I had to go back the next day and fix it all. So Actually, you did have to go back to <laughs> own call today. Not for the same thing, it. though. Uh, nope, not for the same thing. Tomato. Nope, not for the same thing. Uh, all right, anyway. You guys are about to witness a real Matt and Michael <laughs> fight. <laughs> I have to deal with this crap all the time. No, um, it's only like every three months or yeah, so we, we fight. It's not as often as it used to be. <laughs> um, uh, let's get her right. <laughs> Which one's the dwarf in this scenario? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think dwarf is okay either. <laughs> is it not? I'm pretty sure uh, okay. it's not. Well, all right. <laughs> What's the preferred nomenclature? <laughs> Asian American, please. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, so the man <laughs> said he tried to calm down Lowe, who was upset with the security guard, and told him to go to his room. Um, so Lowe became upset at him and retrieved two butcher knives uh, and uh, chased this man down the hall. Um, he went to his apartment and refused to come out. Police, but he taunted the officers. I dare you to come in here. See what happens if you bust down my door. Mm. That's you, a, that's you get shot 12 idea. times. You get tased in the ball sack <laughs> is what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say it doesn't say what what it was. So they, they said, say he throws a sex toy, but they don't even talk about it at all. Nope. Hmm. I mean, I think we can probably use our imaginations, can't we? I mean, well, the imagination is why does he have it with him? It, uh, it sounds like, like when he the was, mood hits, you just never know. <laughs> Speaking of Uranus. All right, <laughs> what do you guys got? Thanks, Stephanie Rice. Yeah, thanks. You're the best. Um, More details next time, Stephanie. If you can, no, she can <laughs> write the fucking article. What do you got, Brad? Uh, shooting cats inside Australia's violent war on feral cats. What? They're shooting them? Kangaroo Island resident Barry Green is leading farmers to take on the country's feral cat plague one shot at a time. Wait, first of all, Kangaroo Island? No, but can I say, if you see a picture of this guy, this guy looks like he shoots cats. Oh, like it's, this, a duck, it's Duck Dynasty. Yeah, kind of, but yeah. like crazier looking. Uh, he wears, he's wearing a lot of fur in Australia. Um Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, brought that out in a while. Okay, so Michael, turn it off. These these cats are actually like like the 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 residents that live like out in the rural areas. Feral cats are kind of a menace. Like, they're estimated to kill more than two native animals a day. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, they're found and they're found in ninety nine percent of Australia. So this guy has had just enough of this. He's shit. done. He's yeah. out of fucks to give. So I'm this guy declares I'm he's declared a personal war on them, <laughs> trapping and skinning them. Oh, before turning them oh. into hats and fridge magnets. Um, well, so waste not. Magnets? In case you're wondering, that fur he's wearing. Cat fur. Waste not, want not. Oh, man. At least he uses the whole animal, guys. Come on, guy. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, this... Your grandson <laughs> is out here shooting guns. Are you done? Yes. No, probably not. Um, <laughs> we need to get this settled. It, uh, you know, Virgil has these dogs. And, um, These cats. The gun shop will mess his dog up. <laughs> I'm sure you can hear it uh, over the phone. All right, Michael. Anyway. All right, so there's a video on this. I'll, you guys can yeah. watch it. But, yeah, this guy has just had enough. And he literally, that's, he just shoots them. He shoots them, skins them. It I, yeah, I mean, it's feral. Them. I mean, they're feral cats. It's not uh, like yeah. it's not like your neighbor's pet. Like, no, these things are like decimating. Yeah, like, it's kind of yeah. like the feral pig problem, like in Texas. And yeah. like, I mean, they're well, just, it's when when they're deer, just literally like re- re- just wreaking havoc on the ecosystem. When deer like, become too, yeah. you know, populous or populated, like they give out yeah. hunting licenses and go kill yeah. them, like because yeah. they just it can become a real problem. Like <clears throat> Brian O'Dean sent us a thing about bison coming back to India. Yeah. Brian Odin at patreon.com slash Brian Odin music. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a cool new logo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, bi- man, I, saw, I saw a video of a bison chasing snowmobilers. Dude, those things are huge. They're, and they're huge. fast. And they taste delicious. They do taste. They're not as fast as a snowmobile, but no, by but God, if they catch you, you're going to feel it. I just <laughs> yeah. damn near got hit, like attacked by one of those in Yellowstone when I was in high school. Oh, man. Like I was... <laughs> so those things are just walking all over Yellowstone, yeah, like yeah. everywhere, like down the road, yeah. through parking lots, like. Well, first of all, thank God they're making a comeback, like yeah. after we basically so, decimate the population. Yeah. So we see one walking us along the side of the road. So I went out there with one of my teachers and a few kids, like one summer mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. We went out out west. So he stops the van. We're like, oh, we're going to get out and take some pictures. He's like, be careful. Like, yeah. these things are not to be screwed with. Uh-huh. Like, there was no, like, fence in between you and them? Oh, no. Dude, no, no, I mean, no, they no, literally, no. like. They just, just roam. It was just walking along the side of the highway. Like, yeah. literally right along the side. So he's like, go to the opposite side of the road. Uh, okay. So my friend and I get out. And we go to the opposite side of the road. And I'm taking pictures. And the road, it's a two-lane highway. So I'm, like, 10, 15 feet yeah. from this thing. And it's leaning down eating i'm like oh uh, and i'm like hey buffalo like just as a joke <laughs> and that fucking thing looks up at me and goes <sighs> yeah and i was like uh a little pee came out I, yeah. I, for real like i was literally like there were trees behind me and i was looking like i gotta if i'm, I'm gonna have to get behind one of these trees if this thing comes at me they're, they weigh like 2500 pounds yeah they're, they're huge they're massive they're huge head like a friggin' trash uh-huh. hand. like it's 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 head like a freight train just, ah. dude uh-huh. and so finally like we had to just stand there until it got bored and walked away <laughs> And so we could get back to our vehicle. It was it was really scary. That thing looked at me and like made eye contact. <laughs> like that was all it took for me to piss myself. Give me a home. If you could call me, <laughs> you know I hate Where the to, buffalo uh, roam. Uh, so, 
let this man build a huge wood bong for the town of Wooden Bong, you monsters. <laughs> That's a great headline. Paul Pearson is a simple man, Australian man, with a simple dream. G'day, mate. It is a humble dream, an achievable dream. <laughs> Put another shrimp on the barbie. A dream he shares by his estimation with, quote, hundreds and thousands of other noble dreamers. It is the dream of a humongous bong. Amen. <clears throat> Come, say, come, Lord Jesus. Pearson lives come in the small Lord town of Wooden, Wooden Bong, Australia, a town that inexplicably does not yet have a namesake Wooden Bong standing proudly in its town center. Thankfully, Pearson has a plan to change that if the town's other lame-ass residents will let him. <laughs> <laughs> so, freaking look at this guy. <laughs> Speaking of people that look like uh, oh, they would build a wooden giant wooden bar, uh-huh. this looks like thing, his name is Wraith. This thing is. That's pretty good. Like, I got this idea. Um, like a or a guy so here's our guy, the Jim. This thing is playing a movie. This thing years. is literally taller than him. It is a Dude, giant. That's he basically made a bong out of a giant log, and it stands. I. It's got to be a good seven feet. Seven feet tall. Yeah. Is it usable? Yes. Oh, thank God. Um, but this <laughs> guy's fucking around, man. Small bonfire in in the middle. It's apparently quite a conservative community, and they're not real happy with it. Um, Imagine that. So Shocking. anyway, he's uh, he's fighting with the city right now to be able to proudly display this in the middle of wooden <laughs> bong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put it in your yard it's a lot in order yeah. and then I've got one short one I want to this know, is a it, it oh doesn't need to be just, just let him finish in it the backyard. Uh, if you don't he's just going to keep playing it thanks you don't Wednesday, know 8 26 a.m. it's it's like the Mississippi leg hand <laughs> uh, world's smallest just boy just let him finish world's smallest boy gets discharged from hospital Oh, I saw the dude crazy. He was born at nine point four five ounces. Whoa. Half a pound. That's I saw he is literally the, the size of like the I, world's smallest known baby boy to be born and survive. And he was just discharged after spending five months in the That's uh, cr- basically the NICU. Geez. Being born. Like basically yeah. developing. Like dude, that's bonkers. Look at this. Picture of him holding this finger. I know. It's Oh, you just man. you can't even fathom no. something dude. that small. Well, I've got a story about modern medicine. Too, I was going like, to say modern medicine. Oh my lord! To keep like, that child alive, I mean, it, insane. Yeah. So he was born in Tokyo 16 weeks early <coughs> last August, and he weighed just 268 grams or 9.45 ounces. They performed an emergency C-section at 24 weeks when he failed to grow during the pregnancy, oh, and they feared his life was in danger. Um, so now weighing 3.2 kilos or seven pounds, the nice. amazing little baby boy was sent home from the hospital at the end of February. Uh, man, like that's, I, I, it's yeah. just, it's amazing. There's pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's he looks so happy. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like he took a hit from that bong. That's great, Michael. Um, God, he looks happy. You're, you're just a fucking savage. You are a fucking savage. He's, a, he's, he's happy. But, okay, can we just say he's happy and not, oh, he looks like he took a hit from the bong. God. Well, I don't Michael, know what a fast forward button is. It's like Matt's never been on this podcast before. <laughs> I, I know, and I'm never not shocked and just irritated by the shit you say. Get over it. 
Fucking get over it. I've tried. I've been three years, God, Matt. I've tried therapy. Once a week. I've tried it all. It once doesn't again, fucking no, work. Anybody, for your therapy. Once again, if anybody's wanting to listen to the last episode of this, you better get here this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> We've, we finally had We have had enough. All right. Yeah. So. All right. So you want the good story or the shit story? <laughs> Let's do the shit one first. Okay, good. Uh, so keeping in with our trend of, uh, or my trend of stories of shitty men. Oh, boy. Disgusting really? man. Why? Since Tinder date 15 cruel tips on how she can improve herself. Uh, what is why wrong are you with people? I don't know, like, man. Why are you doing this? No, I mean, just. It's been. No. No, no. Oh, it's, uh, it's been one week since you looked at me. Kimberly Latham Hawksford, 24, was sent 15 pieces of advice out of the blue. I already fucked this guy. I mean, yeah, for real. No, sir, like, yeah, you're just wait. Yeah. Um, okay, she matched with a man on Tinder, and they decided to meet at a local coffee shop. Uh, things went so well, they decided to drive to a restaurant and grab some food. But Kimberly realized he probably wasn't the one when he started asking if she would consider plastic surgery. Oh, my and God. And kicked off when I, she offered to pay, oh, wow. showing, her, showing her his bank balance <laughs> and how much money he had. I just don't understand what these guys think is going to come of this. They say, like, okay, they said their goodbyes, and she didn't think much more of it until she received an unbelievable message three months later, out of the blue. The man says he wanted to explain why he didn't message her after the date, uh, revealing he believes she could have had have made the date much better. He then lists 15 things she could do better to herself, saying he might consider another date with her if she follows them all. He starts with her appearance. He starts by saying she would look incredible if she lost some weight, Suggesting she tries to drop drop to drop about a stone. How much is a stone? Uh, you know, sixteen pound. No, yeah. like I don't know what a stone <laughs> is. Nine pounds. I looked this up once because I was curious. Well, I mean, Bush's album How sixteen much is stone. A stone? Like... The answer is fourteen pounds. Oh, there you go. 14 okay, there pounds. you go. Thanks, Siri, and Michael. Uh, next, it's her skin saying a bit of fake tan wouldn't hurt. He then says you have quite big boobs, so you should show off your cleavage more. Dude. I just, he wow. then told her to wear clothes, which, quote, suit her figure, saying, just so I'm not embarrassed Everybody to be seen with you, it's this guy. <laughs> the man then moves under her hair, telling her to dye it to a natural color and get extensions. He also tells her to look more natural and wear less makeup, but also says she should consider getting lip filler. After shaming her appearance, he then shockingly goes on to tell her she needs to be more confident and has a go uh, at her. So this is one of those, you should smile more, for not, guys. For like, not, go, has a go at her for not kissing him on the first date. Wow. He writes, the fact you think things, you take things slow makes you look like a prude. I didn't get, didn't get a kiss, which messed with my ego. Be more there sensitive to others' feelings. Oh, there we well, go. Well, at least he's self-aware. <laughs> when we got food, I know you got a salad, but having full-fat Coke is more calories you don't need. Full? F- There's no fat in Coke, is there? There's no fat in In the final five points, he attacks her personality and tells her to stop talking about her past as, she, as he doesn't care about it. He wow. accuses her of not having a sense of humor. She didn't laugh at his jokes and has a go at her for not giving him a compliment. He writes, you just seemed a bit stuck up. Sort your personality out. You made me feel shit when you offered to pay. It's like you thought I didn't have enough money after telling you how much is in my account. So Kimberly told uh, Lad Bible. I don't know what the why fuck would, that even is. Why would you tell somebody how much is in your account on a first date? At first, I was absolutely mortified and it killed my confidence. But the more I read it, the funnier it became. I couldn't understand how a guy could say such, say such things to a woman. Like three months later. This wasn't like the next day. This is like this guy thought about it. And then waited three, like a quarter of a fucking year to send her this message. People like this are just the worst. I just, I don't get it. Like, there's no reason for it to be like this. No. If you don't like somebody, just don't like them. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. There's just no reason no, for this. There's not at all. I just, I don't. God. It, 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 I don't know if it's just toxic masculinity yes. or just assholes. Just yes, assholes. It's both. Those two things go yes. hand in hand. Like, like, like it's toxic masculinity to think that you have any right whatsoever to say that to a woman. Like, yeah, there, you have no right, no right whatsoever well, I mean, to you, say that. Like, yeah, there's no reason to. There's yeah. no like, it, yeah, just ugh. yeah. Can we not do these stories anymore? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm gonna retire that. That's I don't know. We I just need, we need more Florida man. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is a good story from uh, Good News Network. This ties in with medical stuff. Mm-hmm. Unborn baby treated for spinal defect after being removed from mom's womb for surgery, then put back. Dude, that's crazy. That's the crazy. Twenty-six-year-old mom recently became the fourth woman in the UK to under fourth woman in the UK. So four people. Yeah. To undergo a procedure that treats an infant's infant's spina bifida before they are even born. Uh, spina bifida is a birth defect that hinders a child's physical development, which generally results in paralysis and impaired motor function. Um, if a fetus is diagnosed with a defect, doctors generally advise mothers to terminate the pregnancy. Uh, Simpson and her husband were heartbroken to hear that their daughter had developed the condition, but then Simpson heard about a groundbreaking new surgery that treats spina bifida outside the womb. Surgeons can treat the fetus by removing it from the womb, fixing the spinal cord, placing it back back inside the womb and sewing the mother back up again. The surgery was successfully completed for the first time in the UK at the Great Ormond Street Hospital back in October. Prior to its, to its yeah, prior to its success, the procedure had only been performed in Belgium. Wow, known for their good beers. Simpson opted to undergo the surgery at 24 weeks pregnant. So the size of the baby yeah. that was born that you talked about. And, like, can you imagine being a surgeon? In like no. I mean, the the your, how steady your hand has to be to not completely just com- like kill the child. I mean, I to paralyze it to. I, I mean, it's crazy. She said, Simpson said, "I feel the baby. I feel our baby kick me day in and day out. That's never changed. She's extra special. She's part of history, and our daughter has shown just how much she deserves this life." Wow. So, goddamn, like, and, and there's people out there that are fucking anti-vaxxers and shit. Like, this is the kind of shit that science accomplishes. Yeah. That a child can live a, a, a normal life because a surgeon was like, let's do this. Yeah. Let's try this. I think we can do this. And did it. And the child's going to live a perfectly healthy life now yeah. because of that. I know. I it's mean, crazy. Absolutely. 24 weeks, he took this tiny half pound <laughs> fetus and operated. I, I, it, when I read that story, it blew my mind. Like, yeah. I just, I can't even get... You know, in the interview, Roar talks about the, the cosmos, and yeah, the Milky yeah, Way. And, yeah. And you have something that grand and that huge, and you have something this, this particular. In particular, yeah. And it's all Christ. Yeah. 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 So kudos to those doctors, those surgeons. Whatever surgeons make, it's not enough. <laughs> so can I, have a, I have a late arrival for the news feed. <laughs> no, no, no. We just Brad's got fourth news. No, no, no. Fourth news we just got sent this on Twitter from uh, our friend T.O. Knowles. Oh, God. Uh, that guy? Uh, police searching for a woman who allegedly smeared her feces on 500 <laughs> feet of carpet. That is a hell of a shit. 500 feet. <laughs> wow. This, wait a minute. Lord. That's, That's a, more than a football field. Two football fields. <laughs> that is a lot of crap. So Did she have skyline chili <laughs> from KDKA in Pittsburgh. They're, they're on your side. Yep. Uh, Pennsylvania State Police say they're looking for a woman who defecated herself inside a store <laughs> and then spread it over 500 feet of carpet. 
The incident happened Sunday at stores in Upper Milford Township, Lehigh County. Milford. Yeah. <laughs> which include the Zionsville Antique Mall and a, and a pizzeria. <laughs> Preposterous. Stephen yeah. Hawking in a yeah. pizzeria. Pizzeria. It's, for, it's from Futurama. Okay. Farnsworth. <laughs> Stephen Hawking in a pizzeria. All right. Uh, troopers at the Fogelsville b- Barracks say that Fogels. I know it's just a it's a gold mine. Uh, say the woman defecated herself, then walked around the store, causing damage to about five hundred feet of carpet. So, she wait. is described as six feet tall with gray shoulder length hair, a blue jacket, and a pink purse, and a shit stain. <laughs> State troopers say she then left in a red Honda Accord. I'm assuming it smells like utter shit, like literal. So yeah, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout, Pennsylvania turds, for a shit-stained Honda Accord. Like, did she just was she just dropping it out of her pants, or like did she drag her ass on the carpet? Or all I know is this reminds me a lot of that incident I had as a uh, as a property manager. Oh man, dude, and that guy. It would look like an elephant went on the carpet that day. Yeah, so I remember you telling me about that, that. That probably, in, in given the right circumstances, could have covered 500 feet yeah. of carpet. <laughs> Depends on how you spread it, dude. <laughs> I mean, it looked like a softball. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. So. That, guy, that guy's anus is definitely prolapsed. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Thank you. Thank you, T.O. Knowles, yeah, for, the, uh, for that late entry. Late entry into the news Bre- feed. Breaking news. <laughs> yes, that's right. We need a breaking news. <laughs> Dang it. I should have done it at the beginning. I know. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if you'd like to hear my uh, my shit story, listen to the first episode of the Retail Podcast. <laughs> oh, Dance no. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. I remember that. Really oh, my gosh. I think I forget you told me about that. <clears throat> Woof. All right. Um, let's just kick this off. Florida man. Florida man. Does whatever a Florida I feel like we're intentionally doing Florida man stories just so we can play this. Yeah. No drug screen would he ever pass. Look out. Here comes Florida man. All right. So, uh, but that is sung to the theme of um, Spider-Man. So this, this story is so perfect for that theme song. I wouldn't have done it otherwise. Um, so a Florida man is behind bars after robbing a store disguised as Spider-Man. Um, Deputies say the man showed up unmasked first. Uh, he, he left, and then he returns, this time wearing a Spider-Man mask. Um, he stole nearly $150 in liquor and $420 nice, in Newport cigarettes. <laughs> I get them fucking Newports. Which at this point is what? Three packs? That's a lot of fucking cigarettes, man. So he was arrested. Um, he is a repeat <laughs> offender. So imagine that yeah. a Florida man that's a repeat offender. Yeah, that, this concludes our Florida man section. <laughs> um, this is a funny story. Uh, so a dad gets pranked on his Spoiler. birthday. Uh, dad, dad gets pranked on his birthday when his sons put his phone number on a billboard. Uh, the billboard says, wish my dad happy birthday. It's a giant picture of, of his face and then his phone number in giant oh, font. So oh, my God. His phone that's number. amazing. Yep. So it was his first uh, 62nd birthday. Dude. Um, oh, wait. This is actually a Florida man song, too. So. Florida man. Uh, actually, it's Florida men. So. 
Uh, I don't need more Casey in my life. Yes. All right, like I do. No, I adore no, him. Nobody fucking needs that. Like so, Josh, uh, I love you. So yeah, yeah. So he they put up a billboard um, <laughs> for two thousand dollars and displayed his face. So boy, that's um, that's going. You got some dis- expo- disposable income yeah, if you're willing to yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. And this article has his phone number still on. Like it's not blurred out. It's literally on. You can call him right now if you look at the article. Um, but uh, they, um, I guess Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest uh, tried to call him on the air. Um, his mailbox was full. He had uh, he received. Uh, he's estimating more than fifteen thousand calls. And oh my god! <laughs> that may be the most epic prank that's, ever. Yeah, that's, for your dad, if you're into pranking, that's well worth that's the two grand. Whoo, boy, you got to get a new phone number. You have that. to. You have to. There's no way to. No, it. it'll go away eventually. No, yeah, I don't think so. It Somebody will. will find it eventually. It'll go away eventually. So yeah, you know that's that's the great. And then this new story. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Coming from NASA, so the the uh, opposite of uh, space force. Fuck <laughs> yeah, saving the world from the motherfucking aliens. So NASA uh, issues a warning. Have you guys hear about no, this? No, I didn't. Uh, Just rip the bandit off, a, Michael. There's a virus that's reactivating inside of astronauts because um, they're because of all the adrenaline that goes into like shooting into space. Yeah. Uh, so their immune system is weakened by losing sure. all of that. Yeah. Um, and NASA is is warning people about space herpes. <laughs> well, I can't even. Oh, no, I can't even way. make this up. We've got no our hashtag. That if it's not space herpes, I quit. Like, so if you see somebody walking around with like herpes all over the place, they're either a it could be sorority an girl or a nasty <laughs> or a sorority boy. Sorority boys get herpes. Um. So. <laughs> A, a study found that the virus was reactivating in a crew aboard a space shuttle and the International Space Station missions. Um, so while only a small proportion of astronauts develop symptoms as a result of the dormant virus awakening, uh, it could spell danger for longer spaceflight missions. Space for instance, space for instance, if somebody were to go to Mars, this would not. So they, they would likely get space herpes. <laughs> Well, so much for ever traveling to Mars. So uh, NASA um, endures weeks, even no, months. No, Mom, I swear, I went to Mars. You know why we can't go to Mars? Space herpes, that's why. Um, <laughs> you, get, you get herpes from your boyfriend. Man, I didn't like how that happened. I went to Mars. Little did Bullshit. We, little did we know Matt Damon that whole time in that movie had space <laughs> herpes. Space herpes. Did you fuck an alien? Be honest. <laughs> no, maybe, that's why, maybe that's why he couldn't get his shit together in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. <laughs> it was the space herpes. The space herpes. <laughs> Matt Damon was riddled with space herpes. <laughs> Followed closely by space chlamydia. <laughs> Man. Uh, so. Are you done yet? No, NASA endures weeks, even months, exposed to microgravity and cosmic radiation. Um, you have not, mutated space herpes. <laughs> not to mention the uh, the extreme G forces of takeoff and reentry. <laughs> what do you do um, if you go to the doctor? What do you? I like, swear. What, what if you tell I've a been doctor in space for a year? You tell a doctor I have space herpes. What do they do? Like, <laughs> okay. I 
I don't. We don't have anything for that. I have no. There <laughs> is no. Cr- there is that. no cream for that. I'm so sorry. You're gonna die. I'm gonna give you a. Uh, Put it on his tombstone. He he died of space herpes. I'm gonna give you a vat. Neil of Armstrong triple died I. of space herpes. <laughs> uh, a vat of neosporin. <laughs> just just take a bath in it. Soak it in. Here's some essential oils. Good luck. <laughs> Put some lavender on that. Some Put some lavender on that, Neil. Melaleuca. <laughs> Clear that right up in a couple days, I swear. Melaleuca. If you put Melaleuca, lemon, frankincense, and yeah. some lime in there together yeah, in a pill, that'll, that'll take swallow, care of your space. Swallow the vegetable hurry. capsule three times a day. Yeah, that'll take care so. of it. Cortisol and adrenaline. Um, we got some. We got some echinacea for that. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Wow. Well, space herpes. All well, right. You learn something new every day. All right. With that, let's go to Richard Roar. <laughs> From herpes to roar in in one move. In one That's move. impressive. Space herpes to roar. Well, let's I just face it. This is the only time he's going to come. I on feel the like podcast, this is the appropriate. So. This is the appropriate song for that move. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so do we want to talk about the interview beforehand? Yeah, I think we should. Um, I'll do the intro and then we can kind of talk about it. Yeah. So Father Richard Rohr is a globally recognized ecumenical teacher bearing witness to the universal. Do do we need to do an introduction? Yeah, I feel like we do. Okay. If you don't Um, know Rohr, you're a fucking idiot. Everybody, well, all of our listeners are like, yeah. Um, so bearing witness to the universal awakening within Christian mysticism uh, in the perennial tradition. Uh, he is a Franciscan priest of New Mexico province and founder of the Center for Action and Contemplation in mm-hmm. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Father Richard's teaching is grounded in the Franciscan alternative orthodoxy. Oh, man, I wish we could have talked about uh, that. Mm-hmm. Practices of contemplation and self-emptying, expressing itself in radical compassion, particularly for the socially marginalized. Father Richard uh, is the author of numerous books, including Everything Belongs, Adam, Adam Returns, Buy it. Buy it. The Naked Now, Buy it. Breathing Underwater, Buy it. Falling Upward, Buy it. Immortal Diamond, Buy Diamond. It uh, Eager to Love, it, yeah. Buy It. Buy it. Uh, his newest book, Bur- Burke. Burke, his newest book is The Universal Crisis. Buy it. Oh my God. Seriously, like... Honest to God, pause this right now. Go to Amazon and just fucking order it and buy like, it. Now. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. The, it's the greatest thing I've I think I've ever read. It is literally. the culmination of uh-huh. his entire life's work. Yeah. Yep. Like yep, it's yeah, and then just, just work backwards from yeah, there. Just pretty buy much. It. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, by the book, he also has uh, audio conversation series, aka a podcast, uh, called Another Name for Everything. Yeah, it's really good. <sighs> Exploring themes from the Universal Christ uh, on most podcast plat plat platforms and download his homilies yep as a podcast dude i'm telling the you the audio like, shit but it man, doesn't matter they're it like doesn't matter eight it's, minutes long uh, yeah i mean i've never pa- i've never packed anything into any amount of time that he packs i just i just listened to him I, I listened to two while i was driving yesterday and it got me through like a i had like i drove for like eight hours yesterday yeah I mean, yeah just thinking about those two things the rest of the i mean they're I just know. fantastic they're so so good yeah so yeah. I can't, is our I, interview. I can't fanboy enough about it. I mean, like, and, it, and it, we do a little bit of that, and we tried to keep it to a minimum. But, but 
I'd apologize for nothing because this guy literally one of my heroes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I call him at the end. I tell him he was, he's literally one of my spiritual fathers. Yep. Like I, without I, a doubt, there is nobody that has meant more to my spiritual walk, my journey, whatever you want to call it than he has. Like his, yep. I've read everything, every book he's put out. Um, I, I, he's just, he's incredible. Like in this interview, I, yeah. it's everything I hoped it would be. I mean, he's just, he's, he's, he's fun. Yeah. He's so he's lighthearted. He's, he's warm. He's wise. And like, I mean, I told, and, and, I told Beth, he's a beautiful man. Yes. Like he's just lovely. He's yeah. a lovely, lovely yeah. human being. We have th- thought and debated long and hard about, uh, asking him to get on the podcast. He's been our number one guest since the beginning since we started of yeah. somebody that yeah. we want to talk to. Um, and honestly, we've been afraid to even ask because we were afraid he'd say yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and for the longest time, we really drug our feet uh, on this. And I think it's pretty fitting that um, we got the question at the 100th about yeah. uh, who, who who's our dream guest. And the answer was was Richard Rohr. Um, so we can we can end this podcast after, after this week. <laughs> yep, this is it. This is after so, the third, it's over. So long, and thanks yep. for all the fish. I yep. mean, it's just... And it's it's everything we dreamed it would be. Yeah, talking. I mean, the guys the guys turns seventy six tomorrow, and you know he makes a joke. He talks about I wish I had the body of a thirty year old still. And I'm like, he has the heart of a teenager. Yeah, like he just it's playful and full of joy and full of life and full of wonder and you 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 literally can feel it through the interview. Yes, it's yes. I, I I almost was in tears a couple times just. From the just joy of talking to the man. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's all right. Sorry. That's well, fanboying. Sorry. My God, yeah. that's, There's the fanboying. I apologize for fucking. Nothing. I apologize for nothing. He, if you don't like it. Don't yeah. listen. Yeah. All right. Without further. Ado, I don't know what a fast forward button is. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, here is our uh, conversation with Richard Rohr. Yep. Further up. Further up. Further up. Further up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's just jump right into this then. Um, All righty. Good. So uh, the word, um, you know, just the word universal. I, I want to start there because, well, yeah, you know, we all grew, yeah, we all grew up in the church and the word universal was a no, no. Um, it was a, it that's was a, mainly with evangelical. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's but, what, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what we were. Yeah. So that's um, what you were. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We grew up in the non-denominational evangelical I, I, sure. I use the word tradition in quotes, um, sure. but you know, why, why do you think that word freaks Chris, a lot of Christians out so badly? You know, this just my guess when you have framed your whole of reality in terms of win, lose, uh, a, a reward punishment system, it's very hard to let go of that. That frames your universe. And uh, something that actually makes it all coherent and doesn't depend upon punishment is very hard to fit in. It's, it's only really evangelicals who will deeply fight me on that. <laughs> no, some, some conservative Catholics, but usually not. We were never as invested in that for some reason. Uh, but yeah, and, and as you know, the very word Catholic means universal. Right, right. So 
when they assault me, these evangelicals, they'll say, <laughs> are, they will. They'll say, are you a universalist, saying it like it's a real bad word? And I say, yeah, I'm a Catholic. And why did, you know, that uh, term was coined already in the year 108 by Ignatius of Antioch. And he's traveling across Asia Minor in town after town. In 108, he already sees there's all these people who are Christians. And he says, this is going to be a Catholic religion. That's how the whole term got started. Now, we put Roman in front of it, unfortunately, and sort of undid it. Because <laughs> that's, <an, laughs> that's, that's an oxymoron, Roman and Catholic. You know, you got to choose sides. And unfortunately, most of them chose Roman. Uh, but yeah, does that answer a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sure does. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so, so when you're talking about the universal Christ, you mentioned in the book, the importance, you place an importance on the necessity of the Christ being anything with flesh. So could you unpack that a little bit? Yes. Yes. I'd love to. I'd love to. Uh, well, you know, here's where, uh, Franciscan, Christology always emphasized this. We were never the main line in Christianity. And when the Protestant Reformation happened, you don't realize it, but Protestants basically accepted the main line positions of Catholics. They thought they were reforming us, but in many ways <clears throat> they repeated the same thing. Right. And uh, our Christology, as you heard me perhaps mention in the book, is based on Ephesians, Colossians, prologue to John's Gospel. Right. And it, it, because Francis was a religious intuitive. He wasn't an academic. He wasn't educated. And yet he goes around talking about Brother Sun, Sister Moon, uh, you know, Sister Water, Brother Air. Uh, so our early theologians in the Franciscan order were very uh, eager to give this theological heft and philosophical foundation. And so we developed that that whole uh, Christology based on a cosmic notion of the Christ. But we, as I said, I know it sounds like a totally new idea to most people. Right. And to most people it is. Uh, that's why I'm so happy to get this book out at the end of my life, because uh, I think it might be the best thing I could offer Christianity. I, did I answer your question? Yes, you absolutely did. Oh, gosh, did. yes. Yeah, did you I, absolutely did. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah, okay. You, you can't possibly talk too much tonight. Um, oh, you're so, sweet. If, I mean, if you want to just talk, if we're silent, it's because we're processing what oh. you're saying, not because we don't care. Oh, God bless you. How sweet of you. We just want to wind you up and let you go, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you even live in Indiana. I know, yeah. right? We live in very, very conservative part of Indiana as oh, well. Even that. No. Yeah. See, I lived in Cincinnati my first oh, sure. 15 years. So I'd often drive home to Kansas through Indianapolis. Yep. Have many good memories, really. Yeah, we're, uh, well, our, our state doesn't get a lot of good press, and, and that's... <laughs> It's very well-deserved bad press most of the time. I, I won't comment. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we unwittingly foisted uh, Mike Pence upon the world. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I think with when you when you talk about something like the Christ, and when you're talking about it not as Jesus's last name, which you know you I've heard you talk about a number of times in different ways. Yeah. 
it, I think for a lot of Christians, it almost seems new agey and people shut off. Oh, it does. It does. Mm. You know, uh, it, but it's just a judgment on our being tied to a very limited vocabulary that is so in-house. I mean, words like redemption, salvation. No one takes the time to say, what does that really mean? Yeah. You know, we just throw around these words. So when I try to, and that's all, I mean, I'm not interested in changing anybody's doctrines. I'm still a priest in good standing and considered orthodox by Catholic theology. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can defend myself, but I do know that I try to use, uh, what will I say, alternative vocabularies to make people think in new ways. <laughs> I love yeah, that. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's, it's our only hope now. If we just keep talking in-house vocabulary, that the rest of the world, I mean, you know, like our immaculate conception. Even Catholics don't know what it means, right. but we all believe in it. Yes, we do. <laughs> we, <laughs> and and you good evangelicals are the same way. Oh, you know, boy. you've got yeah. all these words undefined. Yep. Heaven, hell itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any any conversation that we've tried to have with our more conservative parents, especially our mother. You, if you push anything like that, it, it just ends up devolving into, well, I just believe it. It's like, well, all right, <laughs> just have faith. You know, in my earlier book on the Trinity, the Divine yes. Dance, mm-hmm. I quoted Thomas Kuhn, the scientist. Perhaps you remember mm-hmm. he coined the term paradigm shift. Yeah. And as a scientist, he said most people are so tied to their paradigm that the previous generation, even in science, has to die off before a new worldview can emerge. It just blew my mind, because I thought scientists were logical and rational. Right. But we re- none of us really are, it seems. So I'm not hoping your mother dies off, but uh, <laughs> it, it's just... <laughs> forgive me, forgive I'm, me. I'm sure she... <laughs> I'm sure she appreciates that as well. Your mom is dead. <laughs> oh my gosh, so great. So the you talk about the the first incarnation, and you talk about how the second yeah. incarnation flows out of the first. Can you unpack that? Because the the whole idea of the essentially the cosmos being the first incarnation just kind of I'd never thought of it yeah. in those terms. Yeah, most people haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, I make it a great deal of the word became flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, John using a generic term, and the reason I feel confident in that interpretation, that was the most common interpretation for the first four centuries of the church. But, as I also hope I said, largely in the Eastern Church. Right. I make a great deal of the great schism in 1054, the Greek church and Latin church divided. So once that happened, we in the Western Church, the Roman Latin Church, largely, you know, read our own fathers, our own authorities, our, and we ignored the Eastern Fathers. And they did the same to us. It's really terrible. It was a great schism. <clears throat> so um, already the early Eastern Fathers, starting with fathers like Athanasius, who's called the father of orthodoxy, you know. he I think I have his quote near the beginning of the book. 
they're Maximus the Confessor, Cyril of Alexandria, uh, in patristics courses of the first four or five centuries. This is this is the norm that they felt the gospel was a, a changed cosmology, a changed universe, you know, and we whittled it down uh, to a highly individualized yeah. notion, particularly the last 500 years. It all became like you going to heaven apart from me <laughs> or me going apart from you. You know, they would have said, well, then it's not heaven. <laughs> it's it's either uh, God's victory or it isn't God's victory, but God doesn't lose. God doesn't, I mean, by our explanation, you know this better than I, really 99.9% .9 of people created since the beginning of time are, are going to hell, yeah. it seems. Yeah, and sure. some people even took delight in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would not do. have been true. That yeah. would not have been true. They know nothing about the first five centuries. And I would like to believe many more patristic books are going to come out now validating wh what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, this is not my idea. Uh, so it, the biggest single heresy that Western Christianity has gotten itself into is the individualization of the message. Yep. yep. It was it was not a cosmic message. God was not saving history, society, community, and this all starts. You know this, uh, the covenants God forms with Israel maybe are through Moses, through Abraham, through Noah, through David, but they're always with the collective. Yeah, God's love affair is with the collective. Which leads to, I know this is universalism, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, both our notion of sin has to be collective. You know, we can't carry the burden of sin. I think that's why so many people have low self-esteem. We were reminded of how terrible we are. We, and Paul says this in Romans in several places, we are are sinful in the collective and we we carry the burden of human sinfulness together it's such a more honest you know your goodness is also my goodness my sin is also mm -hmm. your sin sure that's paul's notion of the body of christ and we just didn't give that any weight it was all you know justification by faith of the true believer Oh, <laughs> exactly. I could have said it any yeah. better. Yeah, <laughs> really, just a groan is about the best thing you can say about that. It yeah. is. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It has gotten us nowhere. Just people in inherent competition with one another. Well, I think it's uh, even a... about who's holier than who, who and yeah. who's mm -hmm. saved and who's going to heaven. Well, I mean, it's, it's I think, frankly a waste of time. Yeah, it that really is. that, indiv I'm, that I'm indiv sorry. that's okay. That individualism is just. I mean, that's the. I think I'm hoping that what we're living in now in this country, especially, is a revealing of how vapid that ha that is, because you've watched the evangelical church, especially, lay down for Trump. And, oh, tell me. Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a it's it's a revealing, and I think this is why. I mean, our listeners, our vast majority of our listeners, have given up on church. Um, and because lot, of this, a lot of it was yes, a lot of it was accelerated, especially in 2016. 
um, yeah. people that walked away and never went back and made and probably won't. And I mean, we're the three of us are kind of in that boat as well. I mean, I, I feel like I'm part of the universal church in some way, but we certainly don't want to go sit. I mean, there's nowhere <laughs> in our town where we can yeah, go sit. I hear you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I um, hear you. It's a dilemma for all of us. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think a lot of it's just that individualism because when you're the only thing that matters, um, yes. it's just about you then you can justify locking kids in cages at the border and you can justify yep, yep. keep there all the go. Muslims there out. And I mean, I've even seen people this week <laughs> saying that, you know, the Muslims got what they had coming to them in New Zealand. I mean, it's just like, yeah. it, and that's yeah. just, that's just that individualism just leads to all that crap. It really does. <clears throat> and you're not exaggerating. Yeah. But it's mainly just, you just want to weep over it. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. God gave us this great good news and we, Sure enough, turned it into bad news. Yep. Yeah. So no. I, I've heard um, you talk about people claiming that you're a universalist um, and a pantheist. Could you talk? And I've heard you talk about it, and I love how you talk about that. Can you talk about why you're not a pantheist? <laughs> well, I mean, in good Catholic theology, this is a very refined distinction. Pantheism is saying God equals all things. All things and God are equal. What we had to maintain was the distinction between creator and creature. So we can't say God equals all things, but the word in Greek again, because pantheism is a Greek word too, is panentheism. Now that little E-N right in the middle <laughs> means God in all things. Huh? That's a very different message, and our word for that is the incarnation, uh, which is our belief. In fact, it's, mm -hmm. our, it's our greatest message. We're the only religion that believes that God is revealed in all things in all physicality, in all materiality. And really, now I'm talking about Mike, is it? Yeah, Michael. Which one am I? Yeah, you're Michael. Uh, Michael, the, the fact that we have so mistreated the earth and have such a horrible, at least I can say this for Catholics, horrible theology of sexuality. Mm -hmm. Really, yeah. it's just all guilt. No wonder we have the pedophilia crisis, you know? Mm -hmm. When you have a negative image, repressed image of the human body, you're just going to create a lot of sickness. And um, so without panentheism, which is our great message, the world ended up being secular abhorrent. We wanted to get out of the world into heaven. You've heard Brian McLaren speak of the gospel as an evacuation plan yeah, for the right. next world, yeah. you know. But it, 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 he's not exaggerating. That's what it really became. And then chronologically, now I know evangelicals question this too, some of them do, but it seems the evidence is that the Big Bang happened 13.6 billion years ago. Mm -hmm. And we are expanding still from that original explosion, and we're expanding at a faster rate. So this means that 13.6 billion years are empty of God. God's just absent. <laughs> yeah, where is God? God's right. just watching dinosaurs eat grass, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but doesn't care, doesn't love. 
it's it's a empty universe bereft of God, and by our uh, explanation, God really only started talking about four thousand years ago, and then really started talking two thousand years ago, which is a a blip, right? Mm-hmm. A nano, 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 yeah. nanosecond. Yeah. In in the uh, chronological time, geological time, so you see why I emphasize this. I'm not trying to be clever or overplay science or something, but just we have to have a coherent universe. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I think one reason we're creating so many crazies. I don't. I hate to say that, but I, it feels like wherever I go, I meet people who aren't happy. Yeah, yeah, uh, and. And showing itself in a hundred thousand ways, I was jail chaplain for fourteen years out here, and I just can't believe the ma- the world was meant to create this many unhappy, unhealthy people as we're creating. <coughs> now, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm fighting an allergy as of today. <laughs> Sorry, <right. coughs> excuse me, uh, and. Uh, I think the soul needs coherence. It needs like a good novel, a beginning, a middle, and Mm -hmm. an end. It needs a trajectory. It needs to be going somewhere. Now, we did offer our people a trajectory, heaven, and that's good. That's okay. But then (laughs) we turned that around, and it became the late, great planet Earth, and... uh, what was the other titles for those horrible books? Oh, God. We the Left Behind me. series? Left Behind. There left Behind. Oh, Thank Arm God we've left those behind. Here, our very message is that it all ends in resurrection. But what did we do with the resurrection? We made it a private event in the body of Jesus instead of a corporate historical event in the body of history. So, uh, you know... Most of us sort of lost interest in the resurrection because we couldn't prove it. Yeah. Uh, and well, we I, like talking probably... about how much we can, though. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, we just, it's a losing proposition. And I'm not trying to put anybody down, but we've got a big world to preach love to and good news to. And we're not giving it to them. No. Our explanation is so exclusionary. If so limited, God's love must be very finite. If this is all God can love, uh, people like us. Mm-hmm. So we've got to, I feel in my remaining years, I've got to say it hard. I don't mean to be unkind, but the issues are too urgent. There's too much suffering. And, and some of that suffering really uh, encouraged by our negative gospel. But we'll get there. Yeah. You know, you mentioned, it's funny that you mentioned, I was just thinking about, I wanted to ask you this today, um, that you mentioned, you know, you're coming towards the end of your life and you feel like you need to say it hard, you know, I mean, and and to really get this message out there. And as I read this book um, and as I listened to your homilies, I I hear a man who is... Out, out of shits to give, so to speak. I mean, and I mean that in like a in a in a very complimentary way. Sure, sure. You're, sure. You, you speak um, like a free person, but that freedom is very hard won. 
Um, well, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. But I have nothing to lose now, really. And right. So, uh, don't feel sorry for me. But no, no, no. no. I, I don't. Wonder. I don't at all. I, I, I would. I would love to get to you. the point in my life where I can. I mean, I guess we do on this podcast with a lot more vulgarity than you do. But like, <laughs> you know. But it, it is. It is. It is amazing to hear you. You speak like a free person, and I feel like a lot of the people you do have your critics and I feel like a lot of times the critics of people like you and people like Rob Bell, what they're really angry at is that when they see people like you guys, they see a freedom that they don't have and they only can, all they can do is react against it and call it heresy. Right. You know? <laughs> As if that word means anything anymore, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause you were all heretics by our standards. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. How, how dare you turn it around and call me a Catholic <laughs> priest, <laughs> a heretic. <laughs> we, so, apologize. We, we, we apologize. <laughs> we apologize for all evangelicals. <laughs> are. I blame Martin Luther. Screw that guy. Oh God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, I love your laughter. Are you all in one room? Yeah, yes. we are. Yeah. yeah. You're you're all there sitting together. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well shoot another one. Well let's me. let's talk let Anything me, I, can I know help it's with. I know it's not necessarily what the book is about, but I want to continue along talking about freedom real quick because mm. it's something that the three of us especially have really I guess we've won a, a, a little bit of freedom over the last few years. We've tasted We've it. We've tasted it. Yeah. I guess is the, maybe the best way to say that. Um, and what we've realized through reading actually a lot of your meditations, your books, uh, especially just this, that oh, was a man. wonderful little Oh, man. Tome really? Oh, my yes. God. I am that, very impressed. Oh, that, Thank you. So, huh. you know, what we've come to understand is that spiritual freedom is, and, and really freedom in your life is about letting go. But That's can right. you talk about the fact that that is at once the easiest thing in the world and the most difficult thing yes. that we can possibly do? And the most hard. Yeah. See, the ego likes to be in control. Now, I'm using ego as the small self, the false self, the self-centered self. Uh, it wants control more than anything in the world. Right. And it, it likes to be separate. It likes to be superior. And so any notion of surrender, letting go, forgiving, which is one of our, should be one of our central words, we're just not trained in it. Mm -hmm. And then you add to that, growing up in a capitalist culture, yeah. Yeah. which is all about accumulating, hoarding, collecting, piling up savings accounts, uh, it, it, it's about as counterintuitive a notion as you can get. So, um, yeah, uh, we have to be taught now how to let go. Now, God does teach us, uh, and I'm sure you've learned it through your marriages, through your children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they won't, they won't last and they won't work if you don't learn to give up pretty yes. much on a daily basis. Yep, yep. So God still finds his way. You know, I think I say in just this that the two normal paths of transformation mm -hmm. are great love and great suffering. Yep. So if it's not the, your love of your wives and your children will lead you also to great suffering for them. But those are the paths. That's the way we learn an alternative consciousness. But the the uh, learning curve is slow. It's most of the middle of life. 
Are you all in your 30s, are you? Uh, I am 39. I'm 42. And I'm 35. Oh. Yeah. Well, you look younger in your pictures. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. Uh, did you read my book, Falling Upward? Not oh, yes. that I'm pushing Of course. No, yeah. It's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Oh, good, good, yeah. yeah. See, uh, as I am convinced, Christianity and most religions, in all fairness, mainly do the task of the first half of life over and over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. trying to make you feel... Uh, superior, saved, separate, righteous, all these things. And we never get to the second half of life, which is about letting go of all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the very tower of security and status that you've built, I mean, I don't have to force it on you. It will be asked of you. I'm, I turn 70 Six tomorrow, in fact. Hi, and happy, I, birthday. happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> well, no, it's, uh, but, you know, my body now, just one thing after the other keeps going out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm learning it very naturally now. To have the body of a 30-year-old again, God, that would be wonderful. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but it's going to happen to all of us, yes. as yeah. you well know. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So the education will come. Yeah. Yeah. So you, we haven't talked a lot about Jesus. We've talked. We've talked about the Christ. But oh, we haven't really talked about please. Jesus much. You say in the book, to be, "To be loved by Jesus expands our heart capacity. To be loved by the Christ expands our mental capacity. We need both. We need both a Jesus and a Christ to get the whole picture." Can you expand on that? Because that. Boy, you read good phrases. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, you no, you do. Now. You do. Uh, so let me assure people. Uh, if anybody cares to listen, that whatever you might get from my book or any of my books, I in no way want to in the least lessen your love for Jesus, your loyalty to Jesus. In fact, quite the contrary. Jesus brings the whole message to the earth, to the concrete, to the personal, to the specific, to the I-thou-love mm-hmm. relationship. And without that, religion is really not religion, it's philosophy. You know, it's just theories and concepts and ideas. Uh, and for us, Jesus, well, as First John says, is one we can touch and see with our eyes, you know. Uh, the human heart needs that. We can't fall in love with concepts. We really, you don't surrender yourself to an ideology. Well, a lot of people have sure. in our time, but it makes very sick people. It really does. You're not meant to worship ide- ideological explanations. And to bring it home, I mean, you and I see this unwarranted love of your political party. Mm-hmm. My yeah. God, are yeah. people... And, and, you know, idolatry was the only sin of the Hebrew Scriptures, and we have Christians who are in an idolatrous relationship mm-hmm. with the flag, with the country, with their political party, and it, it shocks them when you tell them that, but that's, that's what we're talking about. Anything that is above criticism is idolatrous, right? Mm. If, you, if you will not allow it to be critiqued, then it's heading toward the demonic, really. Mm. It's, it's going to be a different spirit than the Spirit of God. So um, we uh, 
we have our work cut out for us. Now, that's probably more than you expected in talking about Jesus. But uh, Jesus keeps us humble. Jesus keeps us healing and real and engaged in this world. You know, you've heard me talk about the substitutionary atonement theory, which, again, yeah. we Francis- Franciscans never believed. Uh, and That's rubbing our don't even, <laughs> <laughs> They don't even know that, that that was a theory. It was no more than a theory. They're, they're not and missing taught, anything. <laughs> and, yeah, and it was taught to you like a s- substantial doctrine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what, what, the point I'm trying to make is, Jesus made the cross an interface of compassion and universal forgiveness, and we, dang it, turned it into a theory, a transactional theory that we could thank Jesus for doing for all eternity, which, as you know, got us off the hook of following Jesus, Mm. of actually imitating Christ, imitating Jesus. so we paid a big price for always making the practical into the theoretical. And so let me stop on that. I'm saying too much, but Jesus kept it practical. Uh, I really mean that. And you pull Jesus out of the equation and the love of Jesus, and you've just got a metaphysical theory. That's all. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, in the book, you, you reference Albert Einstein. Uh, he says that there are only two ways to live your life. One as, oh, yeah. is mm-hmm. as though nothing is a miracle, and the other as as though everything is a miracle. Um, and you claim to have chose the latter. Could you talk about living a life full of wonder? Because we're talking about the universal mm-hmm. Christ. Christ is in everything. Um, yes. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, uh, since you were humble enough to read my little Just This book, you perhaps remember that I started with that the primal religious instinct is awe Mm. or wonder. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some moment has to bring you, as we would often put it, to fall to your knees, to recognize there's something much bigger out there uh, than me. And all I can do is exist in wonder. It's, it's the worship instinct. Now, we made an industry of worship, too. You know, we Catholics certainly did, but then you improved it on rock bands. Boy, did we. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Instead of Gregorian chant. <laughs> but you did. It's fine, I guess. But it, it, you know, it, it totally it, isn't. It's not fine at all. No. Uh, so... And, and uh, no, I want to be fair, really. You know, part of my history was I was involved in the Catholic charismatic movement in the 70s. And I have to say, when our whole crowd of young Catholic teenagers would begin singing those charismatic songs and waving our hands in the air, there, that was a very genuine experience of awe for many people. It really was. Sure. And I would never want to make fun of it. Now, the thing is, people try to sustain that emotion and maintain that emotion. And if you remember that first chapter of Justice, I said, it's it's not just having the moment of awe, but then the surrender to it, Mm -hmm. to trusting that this says something true about reality. 
then I'm just a little shit. I can talk that way to you guys. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> and the world is, is, you know, in fact, right before you came online, someone just sent me a new um, diagram of the present shape of the universe. Oh, my God. I want to watch the whole thing. I turned it off to, to talk to you. But the, the Milky Boy, you way... really lost out there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> the Milky Way is a little tiny yeah. sliver on the edge of billions of galaxies. Yeah. Not stars, galaxies, yeah. you know. And you say you've got to surrender to that realization that you could be a beloved of God when you're really just a little shit. That is, to put those two together, is a good message. Yeah, it is. You know, I don't mind being a little shit if I know I'm still the beloved of God. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't have to pretend, I don't have to pretend I'm rich or famous or good-looking or all the rest. <laughs> that's, that's our new... new uh tagline is i don't mind being a little shit <laughs> so thank you for you that we'll give you... wonderful you have to come out here sometime oh i would love we would to. love to beautiful, beautiful new mexico yeah yes. we would yeah. love to love that um so you, you you talk about the divine dance i mean you wrote a book about it but you talk about the divine dance always being a partnered two-step so yeah. I, we i know evangelicals especially and i think pretty much anybody that's remotely religious kind of wants to turn that into like a merit-based thing yeah how, how do we prevent that how do you how do you yeah. get into that dance without turning it into i have to do this this and this so god will dance with me there has to be no this is building on what you just said something that is an experience of infinity limitlessness mm -hmm. that is unbound by any performance principle normally we'd call that an experience of unconditional love but I'm told the human mind cannot even form any concept of infinity, eternity, or endlessness. We can't form the thought. Right. We, cl we close down. That's mm -hmm. why I was enjoying this diagram, uh, because it helped me picture what, what it might be. So the whole religious journey depends on one experience of unearned love it has to be unlearned unearned excuse me unearned well unlearned, unlearned, unlearned is, you're not actually, <laughs> that Freudian slips actually right so yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there, it, the whole, it all pivots on that without it you will I don't care what denomination you belong to what civilization you're in you will whittle down reality to a quid pro quo tit for tat reward punishment system mm -hmm. and you've heard me talk about the dualistic mind yes the dualistic mind which is the non-contemplative mind loves a binary systems it just does male female republican democrat black white gay straight we frame the whole world that way and so reward punishment good guys bad guys I mean, you, if any of you have little 10-year-old boys, yep. that's the only thing that makes sense to a 10-year-old yep. boy. Mm -hmm. Winners and losers, there have to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't take that away from a little 10-year-old boy or even teenager. But that's not the kingdom of God. <laughs> it's a whole different economy. And until you can switch to that economy of 
infinite, and let me repeat it, infinite love, infinite. Hmm. Uh, you can't formulate that. Yeah, that's... And so that's, what we... Sorry, mm-hmm. the, the word infinite doesn't even make sense to a rational mind. No. I mean, you're it, absolutely it's right. Really, yeah. almost impossible to wrap your head around that. That's right. It is. Yeah. So that's my, that's my only point. That, uh, and that's what I think prayer was meant to allow you to, to rest in, to sink into. But it takes much of your life to surrender yes. to the possibility of an infinite love that does not depend on the perfection of my response. Oh, man, and that's just so. Oh, it, 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 I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's so contrary to everything. I mean, we live in a meritocracy, everything. and yeah, that you know, right. you talked about capitalism. I mean, capitalism is a meritocracy that colors right. everything, including our spiritual everything. life. That's right. And and then also, it also leads, you know, when into you talk in the book about the scapegoating mechanism. Oh um, yeah, and how. Can you talk about that a little bit for our listeners, if they, if it's something they haven't really heard of? You know, it's no small point. The phrase itself, scapegoat mechanism, was coined by a, a French anthropologist, cultural critic, literary critic, and he claims that Leviticus 16 was perhaps the most perfect religious ritual ever created. We're on the Day of Atonement, the high priest symbolically laid all the sins of the past year of the Jewish people under the head of a poor little goat or sheep. We're not sure. It seems it could have been either one. And then beat them viciously into the desert. And um, well, unless you understand that, you can't get the full import of the meaning of the cross of Jesus. That he... He becomes, as John's Gospel says, the sin of the world, to reveal the sin of the world. And what the sin of the world is, just like with that poor goat, (laughs) is ignorant killing. Yes. Stupid, malicious killing is the sin of the world. And look at it in our time. it's, It's nonstop. And this is after all the universities we have in the West, all of the churches. (laughs) Yeah, all these supposedly educated people, and PhDs have nothing to do with freeing you from the scapegoat mechanism. If you want to get rid of your inner angst, your inner negativity, your inner self-hatred, the easiest way is to send it somewhere else. Mm. And and smart people do it as much as uneducated people. Mm -hmm. uh, Rene Girard says... It's the most universal uh, concept or uh, mechanism, was his word, that uh, forms culture. He he says he never found a culture in the world that didn't hate another group. Yeah. No exceptions. Yeah. And it works. It holds your group together. I mean, I grew up in the 1950s where we all hated communism and all evil was over in Russia. Yeah, you remember what that, just, well, those were the days, huh? <laughs> those were the, yeah, great, great awareness. <laughs> it was just, when you can, when it works, when the whole of America agreed in 1955 that we were the good people and evil was localized in Russia and Cuba, <laughs> how convenient was that, huh? Yeah. How convenient, yeah. yeah. 
it works. That's why we keep doing it, because it gives you a, a false peace, a false mm-hmm. sense of superiority and safety. So uh, there's no reason for it to stop. Now, once you realize it's that universal, now you're prepared to understand the cross. Uh, Jesus revealing what, what even power does, uh, the highest powers of uh, Judaism, religion, the highest powers of state, Rome, both judged him unworthy. Kill him. Get yeah. rid of him. Uh, that's how wrong we can be about, as John says, who was in the right, what sin really is. Uh, we just, we don't get it. Yeah. It, it, I was, it, oh, sorry. I was, go I, ahead. I was just thinking no, about no. as... If that's you know, I wonder if that's what Paul is talking about when he says, you know, the cross made a spectacle of of the of the powers. Like it, it's excellent. almost like he's yes. like looking at it and going, "Do you yes. not see how stupid this is?" Yeah, exactly. It's just Very stupid. Good. Like when you finally kill yeah. a, a, <laughs> an innocent person like this, how stupid. You know, well, and how then have and even you solved your problem. Right, you exactly. Duplicated it. Exactly. You duplicated it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he and then he rises from the dead and goes, oh, yeah, well, good try." You know. That. No, no. <laughs> and that's the supreme sadness that people who worshipped the scapegoat ended up scapegoating themselves because it was just a lone transaction. Yeah. Between uh, Jesus and his Father, it wasn't a revelation about what we all do. Uh, we didn't really enter into solidarity with Jesus. As I said before, we just thank Jesus for doing it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Go ahead. So we we all have kids. Um, we have like Isn't seven kids wonderful? between the three of us. Well, really? sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's, it's okay. Yeah. Anywhere from oh, like sure it's wonderful. 16 to 6. Well, well no, yours has got to... Sixteen to three, yeah. like we have a wide. Sixteen to three. We have a wide range of of ages here between mm-hmm. us. Um, and you say in the book the best way out is if we have first gone in. The only way we can trust up is if we have gone down. It, is there is there a way to train children in this kind of in, in this kind of understanding of the Christ and this understanding of reality without without taking them to church? <laughs> well, uh, oh wow. That's what all of our staff is saying, too. Uh, You can only model it. Words, you know, what your children are picking up from you is what you're excited about and what you're angry about. Your energy. They respond to your energy. I remember a man coming out here once who had three little ones, and uh, he said, uh, you know what little gummy bears are? His kids liked gummy bears. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he said, uh, if I just said, well, I'm bringing you home some gummy bears, and they wouldn't even look twice. But he says, guess what I'm going to get at the airport? <laughs> and his eyes widen, a whole bag of gummy bears. And, <laughs> and they're running to the door when he comes home. Because <laughs> he's excited about gummy bears. Yeah. They are. Yeah, they think it's great because daddy. Think, I mean, you are creating the emotional life of your children, and you know whatever you think about Washington, which is pretty pathetic, I think. <laughs> but we 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 have to say that 
here's these educated lawyers and businessmen, for the most part, who think they're objective, and they're totally controlled by their emotional responses. Yeah. Emotional, not logical, not objective, not realistic, not true. Um, all I can assume is they saw a lot of rage and anger and fear in their mom and dad. Or you wouldn't have have the need to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Our feeling life, I'm afraid, controls us much more than what we think controls us, which is our mind or our ideas. And that's why religions at the higher level discovered some form of meditation. Now, I know that word is anathema in evangelicalism, <laughs> but but it's quite traditional for most of the religions of the world and almost everywhere except Protestantism, because you came so late in history when we were idealizing the mind. But they recognized the mind had to be tamed. And that was contemplation, in short. Mm-hmm. That was meditation, to tame this monkey mind that just keeps jumping around according to its feelings and justifies its feelings by whatever mental construct it can create. I mean, you see a certain political party, it really does feel like this president could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. Yep, yeah. And he said it right at the beginning. Yep. And they would find some mental construct to say this is okay and that's that's now proven we're two years into it yeah yeah yeah. two years into really unbelievable yeah Yeah. has it only been two years (laughs) i know (laughs) i feel like it's been 20 (laughs) um so we need to we need to wrap this up to get you get you on sure. your way here. But can I'm, you? No, I'm fine. You're you, worth it. You well, thank you. You uh, you dedicate the book to your dog, your your dog that just Aww. passed away, Venus. I was in tears. Right here. Uh, I was in tears immediately. Yeah. First, what two pages of the book? Yeah. Really? You have dogs? I don't, but I I I will at some point once I get rid of but, my kids. Oh, my word. Yeah, we just got little kids. That's yeah. right. It's That's kind right. of like having a bunch of dogs. a bunch of dogs running around the yeah. house. Yeah. Sure, can sure, you sure. can you just tell us about Venus? It, just tell us about Venus and what Aww, what she meant to you, and that? yeah, I mean, it just and it really kind of ins- not inspired, maybe inspired the book a little bit. I mean, well, it's amazing. You are about the tenth person to comment on that, and I thought it was almost a throwaway dedication, <laughs> but I meant what I said there that. She became Christ for me. And if you remember somewhere in the middle of the book, whatever draws out of you uh, that impulse toward giving, toward loving, toward appreciating, toward respecting, that object, whatever it is, is operating as Christ for you in that moment. That begins the divine dance, the flow out of you and into you. When the circuit is completed and it's flowing out and in, and I'm sure you've had this with your wife and your children, where this is it, whatever it is, it's not going to get any better than this, where you just sit there in in stunned uh, contentment at the Mm -hmm. beauty of it, the goodness of it. Um, And Venus, because, you know, I'm not married like you guys, and I don't have children, by the grace of God, I've been able to have many spiritual children, and that's yeah. 
been what I wanted, you know, much more. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I probably let Venus, uh, well, I had her for 15 years to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she'd just sit there next to me, want to do whatever I wanted to do. I'd look down from my computer, and she's gazing up at me with <laughs> adoration. I mean, who doesn't like to be adored? You know? <laughs> just total admiration. So uh, she taught me presence. She taught me contentment. Uh, you know, I, I I think she was suffering for some time before I finally, sadly, had to put her down uh, two years ago, March 30th. Uh but uh, I'm convinced now she was trying to tell me by her gaze her capacity to sustain suffering, which is true in a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. Apparently animals can take it more than we can. And uh, she didn't want to tell me, the doctor said, because then I might not love her <laughs> oh uh, because she'd be weak and left behind in the pack. So I can't list all the things that my dog taught me. But that's because, again, I live alone. You have children to teach you. You have a wife mm. to teach you. But I had a dog, so she was wonderful. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's awesome. That is just beautiful. Oh, thank you. Do you have time for a lightning round? Of course, whatever. Okay. Um, so these are just some stupid questions we're going to ask you. <laughs> uh, what is your beverage of choice? Alcohol or non-alcohol? <laughs> Whatever you want. Uh, you know, I, I I probably like a a nice bourbon. Ooh, that's what I'm you're, drinking right you're now. You're speaking to the right crowd. Speaking our language. <laughs> yeah, kidding. McKenna yeah. tenure. I mean, if you haven't had it, you need to find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. I'd say that. I've just recently discovered bourbon. It's uh, it's uh, enough sweet without being too sweet. Oh, yes. And to, to put that with a nice mixer and sit there and. Curse the evening news is just wonderful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't sound very contemplative, do I? <laughs> That's as contemplative as it gets as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you. What is what is the last album you listened to start to finish? You mean music? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is going to disappoint you. If you thought you admired me, you're going to stop it. <laughs> no, I'm me. so ready for <laughs> this. <laughs> People are sending me CDs all the time. It's the, you know? B, it's the Bee Gees, I, isn't it? I, I do. I stick them in my car <laughs> while I'm driving, and, and I enjoy them. But if I could choose between music and silence, now this is part of my age, too. I would always choose silence. Yeah. I, I really, even you too. I mean, Bono sent me his his autographed album, you know. Of course he did. And, uh, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I don't think, don't, oh, don't let him hear this. I don't want to hurt his feelings. We'll, we'll block it out. I don't think I, I haven't listened to it. And I told him this once, I said, please don't be hurt, but I don't know what you're saying. I can't <laughs> understand the words. And he had me come to one of his conferences once, and I'm right in the front, and there's all these young people waving back and forth and t- crying. And I'm just saying, 
I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> that is so good. I love it. I'm not trained. You must have different ears <laughs> to really know what they're saying. And I'm I'm so verbal. I've got to know what people are saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The melody the melody doesn't do anything if if well it does something, but I need words that I can understand. So the short answer is I don't listen to a lot of music yeah. anymore. Okay. In the when I was a young man, I surely did. You know, the '60s and the '70s, I couldn't get enough of it, but what, not anymore. What'd you like then? Oh, the Bee Gees. Nice. <laughs> yes. I'm the Supremes. <laughs> Just I know I'm dating myself. No, that's no. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dionne Warwick, uh, the, the very common musicians that everybody liked. Yeah. You know, that's great. Yeah. Uh, do you have a, a a favorite film? What would it be? What would my favorite film be? I'm going to sound so old-fashioned, but I, I have to say, because it's the only movie I've seen four times, don't hate me, <laughs> Gone with the Wind. I've nice. watched Gone with the Wind four times. Now, I think the reason is I love epic dramas. Mm-hmm. And the same with Giant, which was filmed in Texas, the sort of class wars between Mexicans and Texans, where you see someone grow up and become an old person all in one movie. Those just turn me on. Uh, and and Giant would be an example of that and Gone with the Wind, too. I thought you were going to say you've only seen Gone with the Wind four times because it took 37 years to get through it four times. <laughs> That's a long movie. It is a long movie, yes. <laughs> Even had an intermission in the middle, yeah. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you like coffee? Yeah, I, but I just have one cup in the morning, you know, just to wake me up. I'm not a coffee addict very much how do you like your coffee well, <laughs> you are so curious you know well, we, work with, we work with coffee i mean we, we gotta know good mind it's a <laughs> very good mind you know i usually put a a creamer in it okay. uh yeah that's got a little flavor to it uh but it doesn't have any sugar in it uh and that gets me going Thank you. <laughs> awesome. And then one more, because I have to ask. Uh, do you believe in the multiverse? <laughs> wow. Now, maybe I need to have your definition. Uh, uh, the the idea that, that uh, there are an infinite amount of possibilities uh, out there. Infinite amount of universes butting up against this one. Well, that map I was watching right before... Sure gave room for that. Yeah. Uh, that, boy, there's a lot going on out there that we don't know anything about. Yep. Uh, which is another reason, you know, that I believe we've got to have a, a cosmic understanding of Christ. You figured this out already. If tomorrow we discover life on another planet, the, our whole storyline is going to fall apart. Yeah. If it all yeah. depends upon a, a apple being eaten between the Tigris and Euphrates River, <laughs> it just it, is not a big enough storyline. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense, really. Uh, so I guess I do believe. I, I don't know your full definition. But we, we don't either. It's fine. <laughs> there's just a lot going on that we have no knowledge right. of. Yeah. Yep. And no appreciation for. 
Yeah. Yeah. We ask that question to every guest we have, and that is oh, that, that is the best answer we've ever received on that question. So good, congratulations. <laughs> awesome. Thank, thank you so much for for not only coming on our podcast, but for all the work that you've done um, to en- enrich our lives yeah. and the people that that have influenced our lives were influenced by you. We we're just talking about that beforehand. Like Rob Bell was so influential to us. And, uh, for me, I heard about you through Rob Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but oh, really you had, mm. you had such a, a huge impact on, on so many people's lives, including ours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, we're not here doing this podcast if we hadn't heard some of the things that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. You, you talked about spiritual children. There are three of them sitting around the yeah, table right now. You're, you're definitely I, not yeah. to butter your bread too much, but you're a, <laughs> you're a you're a you're a spiritual father to the three of us, whether you want to be or not. And uh, we we apologize. I uh, I'm yeah. gonna go to sleep very happy. I love Thanks. it. I, your you. your your writing has and your teachings have just meant so much. Yep. Uh, it's any freedom that we've tasted. A lot of that's been due to, to yep. due to what you've tasted. Absolutely. So. You're beautiful. Thank you, brothers. Yes. And do come out to the land of enchantment. Would love we would to. love to. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Good to talk with you. Yes. Thank right. you. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for your time. God bless you. Bye bye. Now that in your you can tell us what you Go buy Richard Rohr's book. <laughs> all of them. Just go buy all of them. Every last one. Nevada. Neville Kermit. Grover Kermit. Whatever. Whatever Muppet he's trying to. There's so many. Songs about rainbows. What's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. All right. We only five star views. Three of them. What? We got a late entry too. Yeah, Holy crap! It's and the late entry is fucking phenomenal. All right. Uh, first one, episode one sixty by Einsdad. Hi, Einsdad. Ein. Another German wunderkind. Yeah. Uh, I found the pastors about a year ago. Not sure what I was looking for. (laughs) Who knows? Same. Clearly not this. (laughs) The last thing that I I would want to hear on a regular basis would be someone with a sugary, cloying, good word, syntax, going on about the blessings of God. This is not that podcast. (laughs) Thanks. Call it irreverent reverence, maybe. Who is this? Who is it? Who sent this one? Einstein. Einstein. Man. Call it irreverent reverence, maybe. Each episode, once you get past the profane zoo, and by the and by the way, I love that profane zoo. God that needs to be on a t-shirt. It does profane zoo with our three pictures on it. Yes. Oh my god! It's our next podcast. Is it <laughs> profane yes. zoo? Let's start playing that. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Is a conversation that goes into the deep water of faith and doubt, humor and rage, love and well, love. Our faith heritage is very similar, theirs and mine, as has also been our faith trajectory. It's good to hear that I am not alone in this current place of head and heart. Thank you, pastors, for opening your table every week. Thank you for introducing me to a community of thinkers and authors with whom my own beliefs belief feels with whom my own belief feels finally safe. I laugh with you, argue with you, sometimes worry about you, but 
Uh, <laughs> I'm praying for you, brother. Same. Uh, but hearing you makes me know that we'll... Dad? That we'll... <laughs> Is that you, Dad? But hearing... Just come home, Dad. Is that you, Mike, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great obscure Twitter reference. Um, but hearing you makes me know that we'll all be just fine. Keep podcasting. I'll be listening in Arkansas. Oh. Hashtag Texas. <laughs> hashtag Texas without the whimsy. Was that Little Rock or something? <laughs> yes. I think he just joined the pub. That guy. Yeah. It's so great that we insult Arkansas. Arkansas somebody and joins. And he's like oh, literally joined. a day after. Yeah, or two days after. No, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. So that fuck you, song. Maine. Yeah, Maine. <laughs> Maine. What a shithole of a state you have with yeah. all your fucking lobster and Eat trees. Eat a dick, Vermont. Your Fucking maple syrup. Whatever and happened to the lady that sent the woman that sent us the uh, crab cakes? The crab cakes. I don't know, but we need more of those. So if I you're still remember. listening, which I you're really don't not. remember her name. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, this is from Seventh White, uh, Jack White's seventh brother. Uh, called Just Listen. <laughs> Cletus. <laughs> Cletus White. <laughs> Jack's lesser known brother. Oh, White. He, he plays. He plays the. He plays the didgeridoo. I bet this is uh, he plays Jason White. Jews are. <laughs> In Jack's like seventh band, I bet it's Jason. Jason, White. it is. Uh, seriously, one of the best parts of my day is listening to this often irreverent group of dudes dissect and rebuild all things spiritual. Set aside your preconceptions and biases, and give them a fair shot. It's worth your time. Can I tell a story about Jason White? Uh, is this going to make him return to this five no, no. star? Uh, how I met him, I was going to get my oil changed, and he was working at a um, a uh, a car dealership. And down in Bloomington, he doesn't work there anymore. Um, and I was reading "The Divine Dance" by Richard Rohr. Ha huh, ha! Huh. How weird I don't think is I that? knew that. That's funny. No, that is crazy. That and that, yeah. we had a whole conversation about it. Huh. And so nifty. He was saying uh, his pastor uh, likes to read Richard Rohr, Lucas Allen. So yeah, weirdly, I met him at a Bible study. Actually, not Bible study, book study. Uh, Science Mike's book. Oh, at Red Door. Crazy. Went a few times. Yeah. This one's from JDK777. It's called, Which Hole Do I Fill? It simply says, Jeff Taco is my spirit animal. <laughs> I fucking love that yes. so, so That's much, so man. Great. God, thank you so much for that. You need to make sure oh, your, yes. spirit, your spirit animal takes his medicine. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jeff Taco got a red today at school. So. He told me. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff didn't do well today. I said, what did you do, buddy? I lied. I don't know why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did come clean to mom, though, so that's good. Yeah. To his mom, so and, that's and good. And then, then you asked him, and he lied about that? <laughs> yeah, I know he did. That's great. <laughs> uh, he gets oh, a man. green from this podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh, love man. my nephew. Oh, Jeff Talk. <laughs> Jeff Talk. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good, man. I love By the it way, so much. So- <laughs> Abrams in Spanish right now. Yeah. This is my for anybody listening. This is my Asperger's kid. And Jeff Taco's my Asperger's kid. So, so they get to pick their own names. Yeah, Santiago <laughs> <laughs> is what he chose. <laughs> I was dying Santiago. when they told. I was like, if there's anybody that is like the antithesis of a Santiago, it it's is him. my it is my son. It's Abrams. it's Avram. Yeah. That's great. Oh, man. She just went with On Young. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so good. Uh, that's great. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we got Twitter? Oh, are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> what, what day is this? We're doing a podcast. I don't know what a fan <laughs> yeah, exactly. is. Uh, hashtag. Oh, wait. No, we're not doing hashtags. Nope. What are we doing? 
Twitter. Oh, al- Twitter. <laughs> alternate alternate hashtags. Oh, okay. Tim oh, Bennett at Tim Bennett one two one one. Who? Uh, hashtag Family Tree. Don't fork too much. <laughs> It's the Michael Basinger story. Oh, eat a dick. (laughs) 23Me confirms. Hey, I did that. Did you really? It's uh, mine is currently being the DNA is being tested. Let me guess. Find out what we are because I'm curious. Well, I had no clue. So, like, Mandy wanted to do this for her birthday, and I'm like, get me a kit too. Because neither of us, like, we sort of know. Yeah. We're mostly English, I'm, probably. I'm sure, but yeah. I just kind of want to know. You can actually be different from him, too. Yeah. You can have a different mix. Well, it'll be pretty similar, It'll though. be similar, like, but th- yeah. you can be... You know history. we're brothers, right? I know, I know it's this. It's true. He, he's right. Fucking numb nuts. So, she wanted to know, <laughs> You'll like... you different parts from your mom and di- a different person. She's always heard a few stories about her family, but she doesn't know, like, has never mm-hmm. been and We don't either, really. And we don't really know no. either. So, I... Uh, yeah, she got a kit, and I was like, hey, give me one of those. So You're going to find out that your great uncle is Jack the Ripper. They, oh, I should I was actually had that story. You know, they yeah. are pretty sure they've got the... Really? Yeah, they, the they've DNA. got the guy. Because of the... It was a Polish is, barber who actually was, was like kind of one of the lead suspects at the time. Huh. Yeah, yeah they've, there's some DNA on uh, cloth or something. Yeah, that's the good and the bad thing about this, this 23andMe is like... They're, they can solve crimes. Well, based I don't on that. Have Everybody's really, related to I don't really Cox. have fucked I don't really have anything to hide at and this the, point. So. the doctor up in Indianapolis, too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, I thought Last I saw name, that. Somebody posted con. that in the pub, that story about I Jack the Ripper, and it was really interesting to read. That the, In 1888 is when those murders happened, and they, know. through DNA analysis, they got DNA from, like, this guy's... Mm-hmm. Uh, living relatives yeah is how they and huh. then they matched it to this cloth that was like one of the only pieces of evidence they ever had yeah wow. from any of these and sure enough they they think they've they've solved it which is caught just with the dried semen absolutely insane it was it was blood and semen yeah, yeah. crazy so that's the next but how is that i mean after, here's what's crazy that, uh, that profane zoo is can blood and still semen. Be, it's, 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 that's it's the name yeah. of my black metal band yeah. um <laughs> All right, top ten. Uh, Sean Ware at Sean X. Hey, I I'm putting this in there because I have no idea what the fuck this means. So if can anybody figure this out? Okay, E Jewel is the key ingredient in a in a hashtag hot penny latte. I, Extra cool. juicy uterine lining. That's wow. Well, man, he's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it was from my story, so <laughs> technically I, correct. Yeah. So. Yeah. God. Okay, well, there you you're go. still a terrible fucking person. <laughs> Mystery <but>. solved. <laughs> Mystery solved. <laughs> Number nine, Courtney Vrablick at Coco Maggots. Oh, Coco uh, Mags. At Pastors Podcast, at Many Rooms Music, made episode 160 100 times better. <laughs> no disagreement here. Thanks. Uh, I guess anything. I guess you could, point, sh- right? you could say she uh, hashtag filled the hole. Uh, number eight, hmm. Nathan Miller West at Namway Design. No, 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 At Pastors Podcast, little known fact, hashtag Encino Man is a top ten movie for me. I watch <laughs> it at least twice a year. I don't care if it's bad. It is. I love it. Nathan. Hashtag Nathan, Nathan, some Nathan. bad movies are good movies. No, Nathan. <laughs> Although we like what down Periscope, yeah, I it's mean, kind of in that word. same vein. I haven't uh, I, in dirty word. I haven't seen Encino Man in I don't know twenty years. Yeah. So I am so excited to see uh, Nathan Miller West. This me too. Brendan Fraser is a caveman. I mean, how do you go wrong? <laughs> well, you have Polly Shore in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Number seven, Michelle N. White at Egg Number Nine. Do you know you can you can pay? Uh, have you guys heard of this Cameo website? 
No. You can pay famous people to send like video messages. Polly Shore's on there. Because <laughs> he needs the money, yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have other bigger names. We should send Polly Shore. We should pay to have Polly Shore do a message for the podcast. I, I, that's what I was actually saying. We should have him today. on you the podcast. You buddies. Yeah. They have all kinds of, of, of famous people on there. What, you, did you put famous in quotes? No. Because Polly Shore, no, not super well, famous. Uh, we we just referenced him. That's what made me think of it. So he, it's somewhat famous to be talking about on this. Get some dank nugs, podcast. man. Nothing like paying a couple grand for a C-list actor. Uh, all that's, right. That's being generous. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, number seven, Michelle in White at Egg. Number nine. I, too, watched Bozo Circus. Creepiest was Wizzo the Wizard. Before Bozo came on was Ray Rayner, who might have been drunk, sang to a pet <laughs> duck, and played Bugs Bunny cartoons. Hashtag, I never win anything. Ta-da. He can get Andy Dick for $99. <laughs> See, that's a bargain, I feel like. Gilbert Godfrey for 150 Oh, my God. You should listen to this fucking podcast. Ooh, Sean Astin for uh, 150 Sean Astin. Wait, who's Sean Astin? Uh, he's for, uh, uh, Samwise. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, he was in Encino Man. You don't know? This? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, the name. Yeah, all right. Kevin from the Office. Brian Baumgartner. <laughs> That's who we should get. Oh, Bob Vance! You can get fucking Bob Vance sixty bucks. <laughs> who? Bob, Bob Vance, Vance from Vance Refrigeration. The Office. I don't know it. Sorry. Uh, oh my god! I've never watched American Office. Really? What is wrong with you? It, it sucks. No, it doesn't suck. You're yeah. an idiot. You're an idiot. It's, it's not as good as the British Office. Bullshit. Right. You no. haven't even seen it all. I've seen enough of no, it. No, false. All yeah, right. Polly Shore is 150. That's money. Polly well Shore is. Is it? it you is. get Tom Arnold for 100. <laughs> Roseanne's considerably more. No, she's not on there. <laughs> Tom Arnold. I say we get Andy Dick. God, that would be if we could get him to intro the podcast. Gee, Tommy should. Chong for ninety five. Oh, oh no yes. fucking way! Yes, we've got to get Tommy oh, Chong. Shit, man. Oh man. It full Cheech and Chong. Yeah, mode. holy shit. I've never seen anybody take well, this is the, before. This is the best idea you've ever. We're not busy for the next month. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can get Le- Michael, Michael Rosenbaum from who. Uh, from Smallville, Lex Luthor. Never heard of her. Yeah. All right. That show's not been on in like oh. 15 years. No, I thought it was Ralph Macchio, but it's, oh. <laughs> it's Robert Macchio from Scrubs. That guy right there. Wait. Oh, the Todd. The t- yeah. Oh, my God. The Todd would be amazing. <laughs> st- the Todd's pretty on brand for this podcast. I still we should get Gilbert Godfrey. Sinbad. <laughs> Listen to the Pastors Podcast. Listen to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast. It's not bad. This shit will fuck you up. (laughs) I'm going to see if I can find Aaron Neville on here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Will you continue? Where am I? I don't know. Number Number six. Number six. Pop Ghoulish Pod. Ghoulish? Goulash Podcast. (laughs) Hey, Ruben. Pop Dirty Pop. Pop Ghoulish. Uh... (laughs) Ghoulish. <laughs> Pastors Podcast. Have you ever heard that song by Loverboy? Mouse and Mammoth DNA just won't splice. What? Jesus, Reuben. 
the hell? I'll just show the hashtags. Hashtag fill the hole. Hashtag tiny zoo. Hashtag my zoo in a box. Hashtag, That's one of my better ideas, tiny zoo. Hashtag pussy means pussy, not cat. Hashtag butthole. Hashtag his penis can't smile. Hashtag meat ass. Hashtag meat scratch fever. Hashtag Ted Nugent can eat a dick. Ruben really committed to that, didn't he? Good job, Rube. Thanks, Pop Ghoulish. Um, <laughs> number five, Brian at Hujo. You guys ever heard of Riff Raff? Obligatory, hey, I'm from Arkansas, comment from your latest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you get Lisa Loeb for 75 bucks. <laughs> Corey Feldman, 122 Corey bucks. Feldman. You know he's just going to spend that on blow, right? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Man's got to eat, right? Man's got to snort. Here's the thing: people can buy these and send them to us too. So if you want to, oh my god, send us one of these, feel free. Christmas is only we'll nine play months it on away. The air. <laughs> oh god! All right, number four: David Sloss at Dave the Explorer. Loved many rooms music on Pastor's podcast mm-hmm. episode one sixty. <laughs> Fucking A, man. I'm Vince Neal. I killed a guy. You should listen to Pastor's Podcast. He's $300. For $300 for Vince Neal. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. I thought 120 for Polly Shore was outrageous. 300 for Vince Neal. I would pay twice that for Vince Neal. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you would not pay $600. You're an idiot. For, for Vince Neal. $300 for Vince Neal. Vince fucking Neal. Are you kidding me? You get Tommy Lee for three. For him to roll over, <laughs> do a line of coke, and go, you should listen to this podcast. For three fifty, Tommy Lee. Jesus Christ. Is that before right. after he drowns a kid in his pool? Seriously. D. Snyder's only 150 D. Snyder. <laughs> D. Snyder. Holy. This, this is the greatest thing we've ever I, looked I'm up. I'm D. Snyder. I look like an old grandma. <laughs> you should listen to Pastor's Podcast. Uh, we can get uh, Joey Lawrence Whoa. for 150 <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> God, can I finish this, please? It is 826. <laughs> uh, imagining the possibilities of the new format where the in-studio guest has never heard the podcast before. So, Father Roar, thanks for telling us about your new book. Now help us pick the hashtag for your show. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag fill the hole. He might help us. He knows. Uh, three, Fitzy at jfitz432. Uh, po- Pastor's Fitz. podcast, proof. Polly named Matt can't win. I won $40 on a scratch off. <laughs> Two minutes later, Brad. No, we're talking about when you won $30 <laughs> on a scratch off. Even your family and friends discount your wins. <laughs> <laughs> At least you still have at least you still have hashtag Bill Christ. Hashtag fill the hole. Thanks, Fitzy. What number are we on? Two. You're right, buddy? Oh, I'm burping Shepherd's Pie. <laughs> In bourbon. I make the best Shepherd's Pie. Uh number I will Prove fight it. you on that number. Anytime, buddy. You have it? That's all. I'll go. I, know, I might have finished it tonight. Uh, you go, you're going to Taco Bell for you again, buddy. Yep, Taco Bell strikes again. Uh, number two. It's Michael's Michael's Choice of Post podcast, Drunk Eats. Especially if I've had a lot of whiskey. It's got, I got to get something before I get home. So he can get home. Yes. A little column A, a little column B. Can I just get a a bag of meat and some <laughs> and some couple and some pintos and cheese. Uh, 
<laughs> Number two, Christopher Allen Maloney at Maloney's Movies. Mr. Maloney. At Pastor's Podcast, regarding the Bozo Show, layers of grease paint could not hide the fact that the years had not been kind to Cookie. Hashtag <laughs> 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 fill the hole. <laughs> you, you can get iced tea for 200 <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Fuck the police. <laughs> uh, flavor flavor for 150. Yeah, flavor yeah boy. Too bad if you get space herpes just listening to him through the, through the you speakers. Get, you get all the herpes yeah. listening to him. Uh, number one. The best thing you've ever I put on your soundboard. God, I love uh, it so much. <laughs> number one, Patrick got at Torah underscore Hyman. No. Torah Hyman. Nope. Torah Hyman. Nope. That's that's what it says. Really? I really don't wish we hadn't read that. My yeah, one that checked out I there, buddy. I missed that when I was putting this in number one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. At Pastor's giggity, podcast. Giggity goo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea where my laurel button is. Uh, <laughs> cannot find it. Fun fact. Laurel. There we go. Fun fact. My last name is the German word for God that was mentioned, and my dad's last name is William. Hashtag William Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy. Billy C. Billy, 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 Billy. <laughs> William Christ. Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy Christ. Oh, boy. Well, we paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Hashtag watching dinos eat grass. <laughs> hashtag great must puts me over the top. <laughs> 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 what is great must? I don't know. I've seen that in a, in a beer great. I had from someone. Fucking taxman does it all the no, time. It was, it was dogfish head. Are you seen grape yeah. must? Yeah. Must. Yeah. Was it like mold from grape? Like what is that? All I don't know. <clears throat> Probably. Um, must is freshly crushed fruit juice that oh, contains the skin, what? seeds, and stems of the fruit. So oh, okay. basically, Welch's. It's basically stomping on a grape. And yeah, it's all pretty shit much. That, yeah. So it's grape juice. All right. <laughs> grape juice with stems. Why, why can't they just say grape juice? Why do you have to put grape moss? Because it's got the stems. It's in got it. the stems and seeds in it. Stems and mice and whatever other <laughs> fucking shit they had. Some toe jam from stamping uh, on it. Sideways. <laughs> God, I love that movie. When they're at Frass Canyon. He's just going nuts. Is that when he dunks like gets yeah, the spit barrel basically yeah. and drinks it? Yeah, because his novel doesn't get picked yeah. up. No, it's not whatever you, you fucking, fucking derelict. What? <laughs> a couple of bottles broke. Whatever. No, oh, it's not whatever. So you fucking good. Derelict. That's a great flick. Hashtag. I need a mentor. How about Scarface? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of convoluted, but I really like that one. Uh, Hashtag. Whatever happened to Ashanti? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Ashanti or Ashante? Ashanti, I think. I don't know. I don't. Hashtag my. If she hadn't disappeared, we'd know. Jesus. Hashtag my anus is a prolapse. 
That's not happening. When I'm doing that to fucking no, we're not. <laughs> Hashtag which one is the dwarf in this scenario? <laughs> nope. Hashtag space nope. herpes. <laughs> it's gotta be space it's herpes. It's gotta be I don't know. You say that. Hashtag sorority girl or astronaut. <laughs> No, sounds like a like a terrible game show. Is this a sorority girl or an astronaut? (laughs) 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 Hosted by Donald Trump. (laughs) Space Force, fuck yeah, saving the world from the motherfucking. Hashtag hashtag vat of neosporin. Uh-huh. Hashtag, hashtag Santiago. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Santiago Polly. Uh, Polly uh, named Santiago. That's a lot funnier if you know Brad's son. <laughs> yes. Hashtag Tom Tom Arnold for a hundo. <laughs> and then hashtag bag of meat. <laughs> All right, got. <sighs> Hashtag Roar called him Mike. <laughs> Mike? <laughs> no. I've never heard you call that ever. No. It does not feel right. No, Hashtag it doesn't. Hashtag watching dinosaurs eat grass. Mm-hmm. Hashtag ripped trucker. What the fuck was that uh, from? from? Over the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag flaming dill pickler. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> Hashtag the more you eat, the hotter you get, hotter they get. Same. Hey, it's the mother of Jeff Taco. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag tased in the ball sack. <laughs> hashtag looks like his name is Rafe. <laughs> Hashtag shit stained Honda Accord. <laughs> Hashtag repeat offender. <laughs> I think that's something to do with one of your yeah. Die a Florida man. Hashtag Matt Damon was riddled with space herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag profane zoo. Hashtag Cletus White. Hashtag Andy Dick for 99 bucks. What is Andy Dick for 99 bucks? <laughs> and then hashtag post podcast drunk eats. Alec, I'll take Andy Dick for 99 bucks. <laughs> take Tom Arnold for Undo. All right. What do you got, buddy? Um, oh, my chest hurts. I've got hashtag Uranus in retrograde. <laughs> You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what I've noticed about when he does when he does hashtags. His first one is always Uranus a literal gold mine. I don't know what it is. Oh. It's always the funniest one you do. So good. Uh, hashtag shit stained accord Honda Accord. Uh, hashtag space herpes. <laughs> It's going to be space right? This is actually my favorite one. Hashtag, your mom is dead to Richard Roar. (laughs) 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 Richard Roar was talking about your mom. 
That's amazing. Oh my gosh. If you would have asked me three years ago, if you would have told me three years ago, oh, Richard Rohr is going to mention something about your mom dying on this podcast, <laughs> I never would have no, believed you. No. At no point would nope. I have believed you. Poor Debbie. Oh, man. It's so funny. Uh, hashtag watching dinosaurs eat grass. <laughs> hashtag I don't mind being a little shit. <laughs> God bless him for that. So good. He said it like five times, love man. It. Hashtag do you know what little gummy bears are? <laughs> <laughs> hashtag profane zoo. Hashtag we Jeff. We should rename the pub. You've got to do that tomorrow, right? <laughs> hashtag Jeff Taco is my spirit animal. <laughs> or hashtag Jeff Taco. I'm cool with that, too. Hashtag blood and semen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Michael. All right. I like, is that it? That's it. I like either um, uh, space herpes. <laughs> be space I don't herpes. know. Flaming dill pickler is pretty good, too. <laughs> I don't know. I, like I feel like lot. it could be construed as like misconstrued as like, like anti-gay or what whatever. Looks like his how name? is that anti-gay? The word flaming. About, like, <laughs> that's sort of a derogatory. Okay, anti-Kelly Pickler. Okay, so let's is. take this. Let's take that one out. Uh, I like Profane Zoo. I like Andy Dick for ninety-nine bucks. <clears throat> I like that a lot. Uh, and I like. Uh, it's gotta be Andy Dick. I like. For bucks. I like. Looks like his <laughs> name is Rafe. <laughs> no, it's gotta be Andy Dick for ninety nine. We're no. never, we no. are never gonna get an Andy Dick. No, 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 no. It's Fuck gotta you. be safe space no. We are never gonna get another chance to do an Andy Dick thing ever on this podcast. Right. We've got to take the My opportunity. My favorite is Uranus and retrograde, <laughs> and your mom is dead to Richard Roy. <laughs> Okay, that's, okay. Right. I'm good I'm with good. that. <laughs> Uranus and retrograde. We sure don't want to go with the obvious favorite of space. No, movies. let's do Uranus and retrograde. <laughs> so good. All right. So good. Jesus. I feel like Richard would laugh at that. Uh, let's hope so. <laughs> Let's hope somebody's laughing. Oh, man. Oh, man. If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. Uh, I probably named Matt. Nope. At MJ Basinger. Uh, we're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. <laughs> Instagram, Inglorious Pastors. Pulling out time. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. No, don't ever say that. It's the name of the song. Uh, check out our website, IngloriousPastors.com. Support from this podcast comes from the listeners like you. Eat some Taco Bell, buddy. Support us on Patreon uh, to join the Pastors Pub. Get access to our spinoff podcast. We've had a lot uh, of entries lately. Buy us around and even help yeah. shape the content. Yeah, like we go, we go in waves. Like, like we like, didn't have anybody new for like months, and all yeah. of a sudden, like three this week. Three or like, four, yeah. yeah it's crazy. Uh, so Thank you for that. We, you we love having you. can help shape the content of the show. Uh, thanks, Stephanie Rice. Yeah. Yeah. Red Beans. Looking forward Look to seeing missed. you. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Check out our friends uh, Twisted Sisters on their iTunes, Apple Podcast. Hi, Becky and Callie. Hi. I'll see you this weekend. I'll see Becky this weekend. Yeah. Come out, Callie. Say Callie. hi. Come 
visit. Her paintings are amazing. I know. I've yeah, got these, seriously. God, you have one? I've got one. She's like, oh, hey, damn, man. Boy, you fucker. Her stuff, I mean, it's like legitimately it's like great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it hanging I, in my I feel house. like she just shits out a painting and is like, and she's well, like, it's, it's crap. She's and I'm like, like, oh, this isn't that good. I'm, I'm like, wait, what? fucking kidding me? Oh, God. Hanging in a goddamn museum. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Hey, come check us out this weekend. Yeah. Indiana, if you're listening to this when it comes just out. Just show up. If you didn't RSVP, just fucking show yeah. up. We've got plenty of chairs. We've got plenty of booze. Yep. Plenty of chairs. Plenty, plenty of booze. booze. Plenty of fun. Door prizes. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah. You can meet Billy Patterson. Yeah. Our bouncer. Yep. Yeah. Meet everybody. Yep. Andy Moore will be there. Meet all the people. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. Stephanie Rice will be there. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm, I am freaking too. pumped. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We're going to meet people we've never met. Like, it's just the people we've seen several times. Like, it's just going to be fun. I'm just looking forward to it. It'll but by the time Monday time. rolls around, I'll be like, okay, everybody else in my life, everybody, fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, need, I need a break. I need to take a nap. No more people. Yeah. <clears throat> Which yeah. I'm guessing is everybody in the pub, too. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to have to have a detox next yeah, week. I know. Yeah, don't call me. Don't call you. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you either. She <laughs> talks with you. Oh, you're never getting mad. Yeah, I know. Right? This is a theme song. This has been the theme song to Over the Top. <laughs> Doesn't he snap a guy's arm in that movie? I think he does, right? Isn't there one where Man, the guy's arm just snaps and half? I gotta like, watch it again. Again? Yeah. I've never I've watched got, it. I've watched it probably, probably six times. My Are you cousin fucking lo- my serious? Cousin love that movie. Wait, start the music over. Can we talk no, about this for a minute? I love it. I, that's the perfect way to end. It is so Michael. Six, six times. <laughs> my cousin loved it. I've seen Dumb and Dumber even more than. But that. that's that's a okay. That's not Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling. I, I, I can't it. help it. Just in the whatever. It's in the podcast. God. <laughs> See y'all next week, maybe. <laughs>